world, and I know you're probably thinking the same thing. I'm so glad Joe is bringing back the podcast because I'm excited and I have a great, great guest on the show. It's going to be an exciting show. This is a podcast you would want to listen to for spiritual advice, hearing from people's experiences, maybe a little laughter involved. Not, not maybe. There's definitely going to be some laughter involved. And to get guidance. My goal for always having this podcast was to share stories and getting involved with people about their life journey and how they became this awesome person they are today and what they're experiencing in this moment and where their plans are going in the future. We can't forget about our sponsors. Tonight's sponsors are brought to you by the Nine of Swords. You're probably sitting up with your hands in your face because of all the choices that you made and disappointments. But, hey, take your hands off your face and move forward in life. This is the opportunity for you to make better decisions and have a positive future. And the other sponsor tonight is the Ten of Wands. You have a lot of stuff in your hands. Of course you're not going to get anything done. Put some stuff down. Start one by one. We have faith in you. Further ado, I want to introduce my awesome guest tonight, Jordan Hawk. She's going to be joining us, sharing about her spiritual gifts, what she offers for everyone, and where she kind of started off in her life journey and what it came to be today. Jordan, what's up? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I seriously feel like I'm on, like, Oprah or Ellen or something right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I got butterflies. I'm excited. We're doing this. It's real. (laughs) (laughs) I like like the reference to Oprah or um, some some Ellen show. (laughs) Hey, you're famous. Right, we're putting it out there. Like I am famous. This is big energy. For those of you listening, if you didn't know yet, I am famous. This is just an update for you listening. So I'm very happy to have you on the show. This has been like a long time coming, but uh, nothing good comes easy, and nothing great comes quick. So it took some time to build up the momentum here. And um, you were saying before that you never really got a chance to really share your story, which made me even happier to hear. So. No so, one's ever asked me. No one's ever been great. like, hey, how did you, you know, like, the assumption is that, you know, I was just born this way. This is just who I am. I just have all these great gifts, and I just see dead people and talk to spirit, and that's the furthest <laughs> thing from the truth. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, for those of you listening, we will be periodically picking up phone calls for free readings. Uh, if you're interested in getting a reading, make sure you call the number, which is 31927 Six three zero four, and if you already have and you would like to be a part of the list, make sure you press the number one while you're listening. It puts you on a queue. Um, so, Jordan, let's do this. What what is your abilities or your gifts? And then we'll go into um, you know your your life. Like, how did you work through this? Where did it? How did it bring you here? That's such a difficult question because I have a hard time just calling myself one thing. Like, I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, she's a medium. Then they think I can only do one thing or that there's just this one gift that we have. Or if I'm like, you know, I'm an intuitive um, card reader or whatever. Whatever route I go, I feel like it kind of like puts me in a box. So I'm just like, I'm me. I'm here. I want to share. I want to tell everyone. There haven't really been a lot of, like, roadblocks, I would say, in gifts and abilities. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of would say I can do a little bit of everything. I'm not, like, like a guru or, like, the best or anything like that. Um, But I definitely feel like 
I kind of dabble all over the field. It's kind of been like my whole life thing. I never really fit in like completely with one group, but I got along with everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing with my gifts. Like I can channel spirits, talk to spirits, see spirits. I love working with divination tools. I love working with crystals. I love tarot cards, oracle cards. I mean, there's just so much. Like I've learned so many different things about myself by trying all these different avenues. That'll be my suggestion to other people too. Try a little bit of everything as you're doing this. If we get caught up on one thing, we really start to like lose the pure connection and the purpose for what we set out to initially do. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's, a, it's not an easy journey. We were talking Definitely about that not. before. So, what, talk to me about your childhood, like what, in spirituality. What, did you remember looking back that you had this? Was there any specific times? That, what happened then? Yeah, there was a lot of times in uh, my childhood where I just, I think I was more scared than anything because I didn't have anyone who understood what was happening to me and for me. It was more so like, you know, sit on the rug, don't talk about that, we're going to be in public, you know, no, you know, pretend friends, no make-believe, you need to be, you need to show up for this. It was very, like, um, religious upbringing. We grew up in a church. It was, you know, dress a certain way, talk a certain way, act a certain way, leave all that childlike belief and fantasy somewhere else. I got called a hypochondriac a lot as a child. Mm. Um, A lot, you know, in my adult life, I realized that a lot of the physical ailments and a lot of the stuff that I was having happen to me as a child that were, like, misdiagnosed was actually a lot of spiritual things. Like, I was mm-hmm. picking up people that were sick around me, and all of a sudden, I would have their sickness, except for when I would go to the doctor, all my labs and stuff would come back completely normal. And I didn't know as a child that I was essentially, like, taking that on to give them a break to help them heal because I didn't have anyone that could, like, lead me and guide me and help me. It was just like, you're making all this up, you're crazy, like, you're going to get us in trouble as your parents if you keep going down this route. And me being a child, really believing these things are happening to me was a lot of trauma. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. um, When when I was younger, I had certain little things that happened to me that I didn't really know was spiritual at the time. Uh, One of those things was when the stock market in the 90s were going really well, and I guess the my, my parents and my neighbor had bought into stocks and we went over to their house and I remember just like playing with my toys or whatever I was doing. And I heard them say, all right, should we sell the stocks? Should we keep it going? And out of nowhere, I had like no choice in this. I just said it out loud as a kid. I was like, sell it. And they're like, Joe, that was, that didn't work out because they, they lost the, the profits because the, the stock market went down. Um, it was for me, it was more like in my teenage Early teenage years, I started to become more aware of it, and I had a little, like, weird events that happened to me. Um, I heard someone's thoughts, and they said it right out loud, like, within seconds after. I had moments where I astro-projected one time. I don't know how to do it, but it did it once, and it freaked me out. I saw, I saw myself locking the door, and my dad coming home going, oh, I don't have to do it. And then I freaked out going, why did I have to see that? It was so profound. And then I went to go do that, and it happened right away. And I went, uh... So there's, there's these little moments, and I get what you're saying when it when you say like, um, it's like it's kind of like hushed or like not what you think, and people kind of not believing or understanding their kids at the time mm-hmm. of what they're really experiencing. I think, um, but it's very interesting. What what happened throughout your teenage years? 
My teenage years were really hard because, so through my childhood, I could always see spirits and channel spirits. And like when I had passing from my family, I hate to say like, I was kind of like a premonition, but I would tell people like, Hey, when's the last time you talked to so-and-so I can't stop thinking about them. And I get really anxious when I'm thinking about them and I start crying and I would start like having like a full blown panic attack. And mm. I learned later, I mean like little, like five, six, seven, right around in there. And then these people would pass away. Um, mm. and I didn't know then, you know, what was happening. So being an adult and like being in this field and working through these things and rehashing those fears and discovering what I was actually feeling was the pull for them to bring the family back together. But all of like the anger and animosity and he said, she said, and all the things that pull you apart as a family, I was feeling all of that all by myself all at once. So little and had no idea how to process it, how to talk about it, how to handle it. And mm. so a lot of it, you know, being little was, them not wanting me to tell them when I got messages because they didn't want to know if someone was going to pass away or they didn't want to know if someone was going to lose a job or get in an accident mm -hmm. or because to them it felt like, you know, all the things that I was saying were bad things. And for a very long time when I was little like that, I thought I wasn't like a good person. Um, mm -hmm. I remember me telling you earlier, I was talking about being baptized twice. Like growing up in a church, like I really thought that I needed to have these like demons cast out of me, like taken away mm -hmm. from me because my faith was so huge being little and going to the church and, you know, having this whole, you know, way that I was being raised. Um, I even went to a Christian academy, you know, as a little child. So, I mean, there was so much where I was just like, I didn't understand myself and I didn't understand how to fit in. I just knew that I didn't feel like being who I was was okay and that it was accepted. So it, going into my teenage years, that was even harder for me because the messages never stopped. And then I lost someone that meant the absolute world to me. And honestly, looking back at it now, I feel like that's when the awakening part of this really happened for me, where I really started piecing things together and deciding who I was going to be and who I wasn't going to be. And I went on this whole tangent of trying to, you know, drink my gifts away and, you know, using drugs and stuff to not, you know, feel my gift or to be, you know, as aware as I was when I was a child because mm -hmm. I was so triggered and traumatized by the fact that the person that I loved the absolute most in the whole world was gone and I couldn't see them in the spiritual side. So mm -hmm. then I went through this whole like, well, is there really a heaven and a hell? And did they go to hell? And can I not pull them back from hell? And I spiraled really bad because I'm like, if this is who I am, I've been this way my whole life. I've never really understood these gifts, but the one time I need them and I'm counting on them, they don't work. Why have I been forsaken? And I mm. really felt like I was doomed. Um, and that was the point in my life where, you know, I really got attacked. Um, the first time I'd ever really paid attention to being like psychically attacked because mm. I was low energy. I didn't know it then. I know it now. Um, mm. And I was in a really, really big fight over, you know, who I was going to be and what I was going to succumb to. I told this little bit of the story a few times um, on Facebook and things, but that was when I really met some lower vibrational energies. And I mean, like doing some scary stuff, you know, like flickering the lights, breaking things, opening and closing doors and like just being really scared because not only did I feel like I didn't have this person that I loved in spirit to help me and to talk, but I was trying to get rid of everyone else in spirit as well. So we're talking about all my ancestors, everyone I was already connected to, all my guides that I already knew, or my buddies or my friends as I would, would grew up calling them, not knowing they were spirit guides. Um, they were my imaginary friends to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um 
but I really did. I tried so hard to just cast it all out and get rid of it all. And I stopped talking to my family about it. And I just, it was like, I became the shell of a person that I used to be. Mm. It was a really rough time for me. You you brought up something that I, I actually haven't talked about. And I, I and I, it's interesting because I, I'm the type of person I'm sure as you are, that's very welcoming to other people's religious beliefs. But I think it's one of the soul awakening journeys that people have is because there's people that they're raised around parents or close relatives, people that, you know, they looked up to. And I'm not by any means saying this as a negative throw on people's beliefs, but I have come across individuals that have been raised around the thought that crystals and spirituality or tarot card readings or anything like that is devil demonic. And so I think it's a part of the spiritual awakening journey because even beyond religious beliefs is that we, um, we have to learn to let go of our own fears and to adventure off into this unknown, uh, so to speak. And so it's really important that to learn to let go of these fears and, and journey out spiritually, because like, I think our spirit also calls for, this adventure, like we're, we're seeking things as a spirit or individual. And so we're going through these experiences to be pushed into this growth of uncomfortability, but realization. So I was listening to what you're saying about being baptized and, and um, feeling like the demons or releasing the demons. And it's an interesting thought to have, especially around spirituality when people are seeking something. Um, I think, I think this journey is by no means, even throughout your past spiritual awakening, uh, is easy. You're going to have things that are meant to be teaching you throughout it. It's going to be uncomfortable, but it's also there to, to basically show you, like, why, why, what did this teach you? And how did it help you expand your, your spiritual knowledge or your, also your consciousness or your energy? Because I think people don't realize when they're actually asking for something, whether it's verbally or consciously, the universe is going to provide you with things that you have to break through on. And this is another challenge on spiritual gifts is like trusting your intuition and letting go of fear of disappointing other people. Um, That's something that I had experienced too. And I I share it often with people is that during my awakening, I, I had to, I was a chef for eight years. And I was just really depressed at the time, especially during my awakening. And one of my fears was disappointing my parents. And they were telling me, oh, well, if you're not going to, you know, work as a chef, you better go back to school. You better do this. And it it freaked me out because I didn't want to upset them. But I also was thinking, like, I don't have to do anything right now. I could take my time to figure myself out. And so when I realized that I have to put myself first and love me, everything, like, expanded. Um, A lot of things shifted for me. So, I think it's a, it's great that you're sharing like your experience and your your difficult times because whether it's finding your spiritual gift or you know your path in life, we have to go through these moments of knowing like through that and then I had to make this decision. But I, if I didn't make that decision, I wouldn't be here in this, this awesome position today. And so we have to go through these moments, whether it's a gift or adventure of life. I completely agree. I'm glad you said that too, because that's something that so it's like a hang up for so many people is to have these like spiritual awakenings and to 
really love yourself and to fall back in love with the idea of, you know, being an independent, loving, spiritual being, we have to be faced with all of these mountains we got to climb. Anytime that I went through another, you know, like a new spiritual awakening, it was because I was so traumatized. Every single time something would happen, I would feel like I was in the zone, I was getting into it, I was loving it, and then it would blow up in my face. And I would just be like, why am I here? What am I learning? What was the purpose of this? But it did take me a really long time to get to that point to be able to ask the question about me and not put it off on everyone else. Why are they doing this to me? You know, why would the universe let this happen? Why am I feeling like I'm the bad person? And then shifting my perspective to, okay, I'm learning something right now. I'm open to this. You know, what is it that I need to learn? What am I missing? What's the new perspective? And those questions alone literally changed my spirituality. They changed how I connected. They changed how fast things evolved for me. Like, they sent me spiraling. Just starting to ask questions about myself and really removing other people from my narrative. That's something that people need to remember, too. This is your journey. This is your story. And while other people add to it and they bring some flavor and some spice and some trauma, it's really us who makes every decision to either be in it or to move around it or to learn from it or to keep repeating it. It's completely us. I I think what a a big problem that us as human beings, because I'm not going to say people because I I have this problem, too. I'm not going to be like everyone else but me. You know, I have this problem too, and I think one of the issues with it is that we're, we are at times not willing to accept that there is work to be done. And mm-hmm. it is not just about your spiritual gift. It could be about finding a loving, matching relationship. It could be finding uh, the job that you want. It could be about manifestation. There is work and uh, learning behind it. And through, throughout my journey, what I've realized is there's topics that I talk about but over the years, I've learned that, oh, wait a second, this is also more information to add on to that because I'm learning more about it. Um, and people want to know why or what do I do. Or, and the, the, one of the main things about our life journey is to really go within or ask ourselves the right questions. And those right questions are, what do I need to learn about this? What is, what is it that's really bothering me? Why am I not allowing myself to do this? It could be so simple as to leaving a relationship or leaving a job because it doesn't serve you anymore. I think a lot of people live in fear because they're afraid of the unknown, of letting go of something. And we put a lot of labels on it, right? They put Mm -hmm. these labels on it called the 3D world, the 3D, the 4D, the 5D. I try not to talk about it that way anymore because it confuses people, number one, because they want to know, oh, am I 4D or 5D? Or am I still in 3D? And so – we have to learn how to ask ourselves the right questions because the universe provides us with learning experiences, whether you know you signed up for it or not, it's happening. And so it's happening for a reason and it's happening because we have to learn how to be this evolutionary person, whether it's a spiritualist, a light worker, a better human being. Um, Because for a long time, I like ran from my own problems. I was, not addressing that, oh, this is an issue within me or this is an insecurity or there is something wrong because I want that, so why am I not allowing myself to go get it? So I think there's a lot of people that, especially myself at times, need to remind ourselves asking the right questions. And I think the biggest thing about it is the fear. Well, what's going to happen? That's why people get readings, right? Like I, I get readings from you or people that I trust because 
as a spiritualist, can't read myself all the time. And I know, like, what, what's really going on? Is it my energy? Is it a life lesson? Do I have to just go through it? So, um, you know, let's talk about that real quick. What is, um, what's your opinion or thoughts on that when it comes to people going through something and not knowing what to do or what it is, or um, is it fear-based? I know it's like a loaded question here, but what do you take from that? What do you feel about it? I think, honestly, like, the revolutionary answer for me personally in that was looking up the textbook definition of insanity. (laughs) I know that sounds funny, but literally, if you open a dictionary and you look up insanity, it literally says repeating the same steps over and over and over again, expecting a different outcome. And I was watching um, one of those, um, what are they called, Um, like the stories like Amp You Up, what you posted motivational video yes thank you <laughs> a motivational speech and the person was talking about how th- it was about their relationship and they were talking about how this person constantly hurt them and belittled them and they were just so loving and so kind and so sweet and so gentle and they realized that this person was their hot stove and they just kept mm. taking that hand and putting that hand back on that hot stove over and over and over again and what they learned was that person was just getting hotter and they were becoming more callous and they were pushing away even more people in their life because they started to accept this as the way they deserve to be loved. And they started to accept this, that, you know, they deserved these calluses. They deserved all these, you know, war wounds that they fought so hard for. And then they accepted it as their love language. And I've been there. I was there in a few of my own relationships. So finally to look that up and to just be like, wow, finally, something, there's a staple here. Something makes sense about this. And I have a choice. It really changed the way I felt about so much. And in my humanity, coupled with my spirituality, because, I mean, it's as above, so below. They go hand in hand. Um, They really mirror each other so well with who we are in our human existence and who we are in spirit. Mm-hmm. So for me, being able to see that and then to hear someone say that and liken it to that, I was just like, oh, my gosh, my hands are so burned. Like, this is just, like, I needed this. This is so revolutionary. And it really started to help me, like, peel back my own calluses. Like, what is really underneath here? What, what, what sucked me into this? What brought me to this place? Something else I was telling you earlier, too, is a lot of people, when they start this journey and they're getting all these beautiful messages and stuff just flying in left and right, they get really traumatized. This happened to me. I started doing readings and stuff, and then all the things that I hadn't healed from, like my own um, really damaging relationship that I was in, that I chose to be in, um, I was getting so many readings about that. Or like my childhood and some of the damaging things that happened in my childhood that sparked my awakening had happened to other people. It literally, we had someone comment on the live when we were asking earlier what their questions were. Someone commented and said, how do you know your childhood traumas? And uh, I would love to cover that, <laughs> low-key. Um, but <laughs> that brought me into this as well. Like, the, like how did you burn your hand? You know, like, let's talk about that. Let's go there because we've Mm -hmm. all done it. It's something that is so part of our human experience to learn some things the hard way. People Mm -hmm. aren't always just going to be able to, you know, give us that right recipe or spirit's not going to be able to come through and make it make sense to you in the way that you need to hear it because they're there to just guide us. They're not there to do these things for us. So we have these like devils in our doorway 
like, we'll just stick with relationship because that's where this whole other motivational speech came from. But you have this person, you have this devil in your doorway, and you just keep looking at them like you're in love with them. And you don't know what to do, and you don't want to hurt them, and you don't want to be damaging to them, but it's so damaging to you. You start to become this person, and then you're mirroring that out to the rest of the world. Like, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah, there is, um, there's, because I've learned, this is, I, start, I, wor- I started working with people publicly within it's almost three years now i think and um one of those biggest things that i do help people with is shadow working and if uh the listeners are if you're not familiar with shadow working it's um you're looking at your reality what the problems are what your blockages are what the issues are and you go back in reverse planted the seed it could have been a childhood issue it could have been something that was traumatic to you that is now reflecting in your reality because you need to learn how to heal it or let go of it. Um, And it's confusing to someone at first because you have these certain emotions and reasons as to why you are upset, sad, disappointed, um, not allowing yourself to receive that happiness that you deserve. And you go back and see where it comes from and healing that. And, you know, some people aren't really ready to heal. They're like, I've asked people questions. Are you ready to forgive that person? And they're like, quite honestly, no. And so it, that's fine. But those are the things and reasons as to why you might not have the loving relationship you want. There's actually something that I came across. Uh, I was listening to people don't like them. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. Uh, Tony Robbins had someone in the audience at his thing, and um, she had such a great connection and relationship with her father that the person that she dated was never enough. And so she had to learn how to let that go and, and realize that. So these are little things that could happen. Um, Going into childhood trauma, I think it's very interesting because I had that, I had to understand my brain would throw it at me and I wanted to just put it deep down back inside of me and never visit it again. And one day I decided to talk about it. And by talking about it was a version of healing and it never bothered me again. Um, It doesn't bring me, it it was showing, it was showing in little avenues in my life. When someone would say something, it would bring me uncomfortability. It would make me want to say something different and say, and get upset or angry. And so now it doesn't do that anymore, especially as a teenager in high school, there was things that would trigger me. That's why we talk about triggers. Um, even look, even as a spiritualist, like the past couple of years when I started doing this, it opened a door to a lot of different things. And this is why I talk about work. When I started doing that, I also still had triggers with people, whether it was um, an insecurity or trying to prove myself at some point, because someone was, was on the opposite side of the fence saying different things. So we have to learn how to release these things and notice that, is it me or is it them? And learning to heal all this stuff because again, like this life journey, it's not supposed to be easy. We're here to learn. We're here to expand. Um, and I think a lot of the times people don't want to do the work. I think when people say meditation, they're like, ah, I'm not mm-hmm. meditation. I don't do it as much as I want. I should or want to, but um, my thing is really, listening to your thoughts, having an inner dialogue with yourself in a different way that you ever had before. Um, as a kid, you mentioned some stuff as a kid that I remembered. 
when I was younger, um, it wasn't on full force as it is now. And I remember my dad's uncle, we had a party and spirit was very clear, loud in my ear saying, you're not going to see him after today. This is, this is the last time you see him. They told me three times, this is the last time you're going to see him. And when they say him, it was in my mind, energetically directed at him. And I went, why? And I never said anything. And um, he worked in the Twin Towers. And he, uh, he actually passed away in the Twin Towers. Um, we found out that he had knee surgery, and he didn't want to take the elevator down, and he was helping other people get out. But um, Spirit kept telling me, and I was like, what is going on with me? And I think another reason people run from these things, too, they're so afraid of it. They're like, yeah. I, don't want to, I, don't know, I don't want to know the bad. I want to know the good. And um, we as individuals have to learn to say, if this person has a health issue, we got to tell them. If there's something wrong and there's something negative and bad and you're picking up on it, you got to tell them. And I mm-hmm. think another part that we have as, as gifted people is that we get something, but we're too nervous to say it because what if we're wrong? And that's a big problem because you could, I, I met someone recently and something told me to tell them about an issue and I didn't know them that well. And I decided not to. And then the next time I came around, they brought up this issue and I was like, Oh man, why didn't I say anything? Like I didn't, I, just, I didn't know them that well. To me, it's like if I'm not in spiritual room, spiritual my zone, then outside I'm not going to do it. But yeah. I, you know, it makes you think. I'm not the same way. Like, people ask me all the time. They're like, oh, you're like Tracy Caputo. Because they see me live, and they're like, oh, man, that's just who you are all the time. And I'm like, no, because there's a difference. When I go live, I know you're there for a reading. I know that you're open and you're receptive to who I am and what I offer. And I know that I'm in a safe space. I don't know that with just any random stranger when I'm out and about. And while I may be very inclined, I've done it a few times, when I may be very inclined to, like, walk up to someone, let them know something, usually I won't. Usually that will just be a conversation between Spirit and I, and Spirit and I will work together to either uplift their vibration for 20 minutes so they can get a thought through about the person they're missing, um, or we'll do something like that Like Spirit. I work with Spirit a lot behind the scenes as well to really help people. Not everything that we do as spiritualists is like so bold in your face. A lot of stuff is like means doing it on your own. People may never even know that you did it, but you know, and the universe knows, and they see that, they feel that purity in your soul. Like that's just something you can't beat, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's take a minute and uh, pick a caller for a reading. What do you, what yes. Do you think about that? Yes. Let's do it. <clears throat> All right, so um, for those of you listening and you're interested in getting a free reading, uh, make sure you call the number on the, the studio line, which is 319-527-6304. Uh, press the number one to let us know on the screen that you are wanting to get a reading. It shows me on the screen. And uh, let's pick area code, let's see here, two, 205. Area code 205, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Patricia. How are you both doing? Did you say your name's Patricia? It is, yes. Good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much um, to you both for taking my call. And I am a first-time caller, so um, may I ask for a general, or do I need to be more specific? No, generally, it's perfect. The less I know, the better. Yeah, that's exactly. She couldn't <laughs> say it better enough. Um, for everyone Thank listening, you, if you really, really do want to ask a question, you're welcome to. 
Um, Jordan's just like me. I'd rather not know what's going on because that way it's not misleading or being led into something else. But, yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank okay, you. Okay, I'm going to just run because I'm already getting stuff. <laughs> Joe cut for me it. off at any time. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I'm getting here, Patricia, is that your mom wants to connect with you. I feel like you're really missing her. Um, and there's something about a purple handkerchief. It looks like it's like a silk purple handkerchief. I don't know if maybe this has to do with something someone was buried with, because I keep seeing a suit and tie as well. There's, there's a bunch of spirit here, so I'm going to be bopping around. Mom definitely came through. She definitely made her presence known. She was loud about it. That's my baby. Let her know. I'm here. Um, grandmother. There's someone else, too. Grandmother. Okay. Okay. Grandmother. Yes. And this would be your mother's mother, because I'm seeing a mother. line of women. Yes. Yes. Okay. My mother's mother. Um. Yes. Do you know who the gentleman with the purple handkerchief is? He says it was Silk. Like he, he's like, I dress to kill. She'll know who you're talking about. Tell her. And she's talking about, <laughs> he's talking about how he always had his hair done. Um, he always wore the cologne. He, he had the nice shoes. He's even showing oh, me like the, um, he said, tell her it's church attire. <laughs> Your dad? It must, I'm thinking like, like, it must be my father. He, you know, he was a smooth dresser and, Everybody mm-hmm. knew it, and everybody. I mean, that's. I'm thinking my daddy. Now, I, I'm then my uncle. I, I do have a few um, um, relatives on the other side, so I love them all. So yes, I'm thinking my father. That's incredible. Um, is it is it near his, the anniversary of his passing or his birthday or something? Because he keeps showing me a celebration. His birthday passed, but it's been a few months. So his birthday passed, um, well, at the beginning of the year, actually, in January. Okay. He had a birthday. Um, did you guys yeah. do something for his birthday, or did you do something? You bought a candle, you lit a candle. Did you do something for his birthday? Or talk um, to well, him? Because he's, he's yeah, making me feel like you, got, you celebrated him. To him. We would, <laughs> we would drink, um, like, wine or whatever on his porch, so. I actually did that maybe about maybe last weekend. I was thinking so much about him that I talked to him for about a half an hour and had a drink with him or toast him and just told him I was missing him um, and that I loved him. Yes. Oh, well, he wants to validate for you that he was there. He's in all those moments with you. You nailed it with whatever you were drinking. You already know. Daddy's girl, that's what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> he is a character. Um, huge personality. Yes. Oh man, he is like life of the party. You know when he shows up, it's going down. Like he's like, you tell her, it's me. You let her know. Um, he, this is incredible energy. Um, really, the whole feeling that I'm getting about this is, um, it's okay to miss him, and he just needs you to know that he's always there. Like he, he's even talking about um, the smooth jazz, something about you cooking and you playing the radio when you're cooking or something. Or yes, always having the radio yes. going in the kitchen. Um, he says you, like that, you got yes. that from him. Yes, yes. Um, when I would take care of him and um, when he got ill, he succumbed to um, diabetes. But when I would take care of him, I would cook and turn the music on because he would love that. And when he could no longer have a drink, I would drink for the both of us. Okay, Daddy, you can't oh drink anymore, but I have one for us both. Yeah. He wants to validate so much how much he loves you and how much you mean to him and how he loves that you carry him so close to you still, that he's always there and he's never going anywhere. He loves your chat. He even loves when you yell at him. 
when you're mad at him, oh, yeah. you want to call him, and everything's falling apart. And he's like, I'm right there, and I'm laughing with you, and I'm laughing because you can't see that I'm laughing, and you're just so mad at me. <laughs> Yes. He wants you to know that he's there and he loves you so, so, so much. And your grandmother's very proud of you. Um, she says that you, you recently you went through a lot and she's really proud of the woman that you are and how much you overcame. She says you're not responding to things um, the way that you used to. You're starting to see things. She's like, it's a whole new chapter, baby girl. It's a whole new chapter. It's the seasons of life and the new chapters of life. And she's so proud of you for how you've done this because old you would not have reacted this way. And she's like, you and I both know it. So take a minute and celebrate yourself she's mm-hmm. celebrating you and she wants you to be able to do that as well oh my goodness <laughs> mm-hmm. oh i just love them so much oh they're just they they are excited as i am when i call in and they come you know as, as if you know all of our loved ones are waiting in line to talk to us each one of us once we come on with you gifted earth angels, we love you too, for just being the messenger to go in between. And so I'm so excited, and they're excited, <laughs> you know. And uh, <laughs> oh, I just, oh, my goodness, I'm almost in tears because it is, it's, it's, it's a miracle. It's, um, I don't know what word to put through. I don't know what word to use um, but miracle when you earth angels are able to be the messengers and you know it's almost like a party it's a party on that side and it's a party on this Mm -hmm. side and you guys are the hostess and hostess so thank you so much thank you so much for saying that last thing i'm going to say is whatever the investment is you're looking into it's a yes Mm -hmm. from them oh the investment that i've made Mm -hmm. it's a yes did it right but the last thing I'm going to say, I'm going to pass it to Joe. <laughs> it's, uh, Thank you. <laughs> Jordan, yes, I love you. Jordan, <laughs> oh, Jordan, I'll love you right back. Jordan said a couple things I was picking up on. Um, and the first thing I want to talk about is there's this, I don't want to say sadness, but kind of like a little bit of this loss or uncertainty of what you want to do or this, this I don't know if you're alone but I feel like this kind of loss of hope, you kind of want more excitement in your life and you're not really sure what that is. Um, And Jordan brought up that celebration of life. You need to really, really start giving yourself more appreciation of number one, how far you've come, what you have done in your life so far, what you do for yourself. Um, There's this, and I feel more about love. I don't know if you're married or not, but there's something about more happiness. Um, and there's a confusion about business and work. Like, you're not sure what you would like to do next? Well, to answer your question, um, one, um, last year, um, the confusion of what to do is um, it comes from last year my daughter lost custody of her four- and seven-year-old, and I had okay. to step in. I was in nursing school, and I was working part-time. And I had to step in, and um get the kids before the state took the kids. And so I put all of that to the side because, of course, you know, we had the pandemic going on and schools had closed. And so the little one hasn't been back in daycare. The oldest one who just turned seven, he started the first grade. And so I became a a stand-in mom. Um, 
a teacher's aide, uh, a daycare. I just transformed my life um, mm. to see about these babies, and so that's what I've been doing. Um, and mm. thank God she is, it appears she's getting everything together, and it's a possibility that she may reunite with the children um, around the fall time um, if she continue mm. on this path she's on. So that is, and as far as uh, a relationship, um, I, I haven't been in a long-term relationship in three years. I ended something um, mm. back in 18 that was, um, I ended a long-term relationship, and I have been out of a relationship since then. And so um, I would like uh, something uh, more long-term. I have been... Uh, off and on dating a friend uh, for a couple of years, and um, and I, I can't say, well, yeah, I can say we're friends, and yeah, we when he was mm-hmm. ready, I wasn't, and then the next mm-hmm. year, which was last year, we took it to a level of intimacy, and so now I'm ready, and he's not, <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. the story of my life right now. I um I do feel like she because this is a blessing in disguise that you took on the child because she's able to get her life together and see what she needs to do to work towards and for what reasons. Um, so this is really good. I do feel and see her coming and reuniting to to be the mother that she uh, needs to be and will be. Uh, when it comes to this this relationship, I don't. When you said friend, you kind of already answered the question out loud, and I heard you question. You're like, oh, well, friend, I don't know, but you, I don't see it going past friendship i did see uh, i did pull a couple cards for you as well the first card was in the past which is the ace of wands in reverse you lost a little Mm -hmm. uh, faith in something and this is why i was talking about relationships something with disbelief you were disappointed in it you had hopes in something and you you were you lost your faith in it um the present card is the magician card which is very beautiful this means that you it's up to you you have to realize you're who you are completely love yourself and value yourself. Um, and also think about what it is that you truly want in a relationship or life or, or in detail of what it is in general that you want. It's about manifesting. You are the creator of your own life. The other thing that spirit was just telling me is that you, you talk a lot, <laughs> have an inner dialogue with your, your inner self, your inner consciousness. But what they're also saying is to remind yourself is that you do talk to spirit. You do talk to your father. You do talk to, uh, if you work with your guides, you have these conversations, but they want me to remind you is that you're, you're not just having these thoughts on your own. There's a lot of guidance going on, especially when it came to this child that you chose to do. You were being also guided to do that. Um, you're being given this intuition and you have a gift, but understand that it's your inner consciousness, this inner dialogue, and some people get confused because they think it's just their own thoughts. Or they're thinking that. But when you have an idea or a feeling, that you're being guided. Your future card is the Nine of Swords. Um, and this is always changing. It's up to you. And the reason why I want to talk about the change is because there was disbelief and, and loss of faith or, or lack of hope in the past. And you have the ability to change this as a magician. But your future card is the Nine of Swords with disappointment. So don't be, don't be disappointed in the future because it's up to you on how you want to bring that, that manifestation in or how do you want to align yourself with the law of attraction with someone or something. Um, so pay attention to your thoughts because your thoughts are your reality. Beautiful. Okay. I will. 
So be more mindful of that. Um, thank you both so much. I love you both. Many, many, many blessings to you. Um, and continue to stay safe. Thank you. Thank you. Love you as well. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you. Very good, Jordan. I knew you would rock it. I love that you brought that up, too, um, especially with the talking about how people don't give themselves enough credit for the messages they get in their mind. Whenever, like, I just want to take a second and explain the way I just read her. Um, whenever I was getting those messages, they were things in my mind, like how it started with the mom bond, like mom being in love with you, this coming from a mother, this, um, um, it was almost like a Gaia feeling, like a very calm, assertive, nurturing, I know you like I know myself feeling. And that's why I went with mother. But if I wouldn't have said mother, I wouldn't have learned it was her grandmother. I just saw the lineup of women, felt like it, was, it came from a woman and went that route. So I stand to learn so much, too, in just saying the first thing that popped in my mind. That's the same way I connected with her father, connecting with her father by being like, who is this man that dresses to kill? Because he kept showing me um, a specific movie, and I can't think of what it is right now, but the gentleman dresses to kill in the movie. He's sharp. He's classy. He stands super proud, beautiful posture. And it was clipped from a movie and this handkerchief and this feeling. It was like a vibe that I got about him. Not because I actually had a physical spirit standing in front of me telling me these things. And I wouldn't have been able to grow and build in my spiritual gifts and connecting to actual spirits if I didn't allow myself to feel silly or to feel off or to feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And you so nailed that when you were talking to her and you were saying, hey, don't discredit that. That's like, you're getting spirit messages right there. That's your intuition Mm -hmm. guiding you and telling you and Man, like that is just pure gold the way you explained that to her. That was beautiful. Um, thank you. I appreciate it. You did a beautiful job as well. Um, thank you. I, I like that you said that, and I want to continue this conversation before another reading, is that um, spirit messages can be so simple as to, oh, I feel like playing this song right now. Or, hey, don't forget the eggs, and you're at the grocery store about to check out going, oh, yeah, the eggs. Mm-hmm. Um this feeling that Jordan's talking about is allowing yourself to be open and vulnerable per se, letting this flow come through you. Um, and I think a lot of people, when I teach them in, in my sessions is that there's a lot of pressure, put a pr- pressure on what signs am I looking for? And I tell people right away, we're not going to look for someone to touch your nose. We're not going to look for spirit. They don't have a microphone. They're not going to say, Hey, this is spirit. And I want you to know it's about opening up your perspective well, actually, here's another thing. When, you, when I read someone, my mind has already shifted. It's, it's shifted to, it's not going, I don't know. It's going, okay, I'm reading this person now. And now I'm allowing the energy to go that, that direction. And I start the flow and go, what am I feeling about this person? And uh, I was talking to Jordan about this before. There's someone that I have as a client that um, wants to help people, but also is afraid of the feeling of what spirit's going to provide about their emotions or their death or so we have to really not be afraid of these things. We are the channel. We are the messenger. We are the one that's, I tell people all the time, I'm Joe. The, the, the gift is my spirit guide providing this message. Um, and it's the ability to trust that this is what's going on. Now, there are times where in my life where I'm not sure, like I'm having a problem with something, like I feel that this is it, but what if I'm just overthinking it and my mind's all over the place? And I think that's, a, that's another obstacle where we have to learn how to 
is it my insecurity? Is it my, uh, or is it my intuition? And um, it's quite interesting. The goal here is to focus on your inner thoughts and your inner consciousness, your in, what's going on within you. Um, this is why I stay away from titles of clairaudient, clairvoyant personally. Mm-hmm. We'll assume that it's, this is what it means. And it's a vibration. Um, something I, I don't know if I talked to you about it before, but our alphabet, right? It has letters. Those letters are a vibration. When I say the letter B, it's a vibration. When we put those letters together to form a word, that is now another vibration. And that's how we're communicating in the, in the physical. That's why they call light language light language. It's, it's actually less dense, right? So spirit communicates through this vibration. And when it comes, it's like Wi-Fi. Your body picks up the emotion, the vibrational feeling. Um, a spirit might say, don't forget this. And then you're gone, okay, don't forget. And then you feel it. You know, don't forget to, to buy that book. Like, for an example, I don't know who's listening right now, but there's someone listening that I was picking up on that is really concerned about relationship, and they're not, they're not certain about their relationship. And Spirit was telling me to say, talk about it and say, you can't rush the relationship. There's something with this person who's listening that wants to be with them and wants to see the results of them putting it in, and they want them to change. But you have to also give this person time because what you want, it doesn't mean it's not going to work out. It means that you have to um, let it grow the right way. Stop looking for results and signs. Like people don't realize that we look for signs in people. Oh, are they showing me this sign? Are they, are they changing? Are they willing to be with me? Are they willing to do this? Don't look for that. It's not about them changing. It's because you want them to change to feel comfortable within that relationship to move forward. And it has to be a growing process. Um, so this, whoever's listening to someone in particular, it's like, do I stay or do I go? And it's, it's not stay or go because what we also have to learn is that you might not be realizing that this is a life lesson. You can go, but guess what? The next person you meet, it's the same thing. It's going to be the same thing. That's why people have this issue with, let's say they were cheated on and there's trauma and they have to learn how to heal that trauma. So they're going to meet someone that's going to trigger them on, oh, they're not giving me this love and attention, so my mind's triggered to think that they're cheating on me. So now you have to learn how to let go of that. So this is a process. Sorry, I'm rambling. But what you're saying is actually beautiful, and people really need to hear that. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, the asking the question, like, am I okay with their love language? Take mm-hmm. a minute and really look at their love language. What is their love language? Do they just do things for you and they don't openly communicate? You know, do they not talk to you, but you're a talker? Mm-hmm. And is that the issue? And is that the reason for the blow-ups and the screaming and the yelling? Because they physically show you what you're wanting to hear? And if so, challenge that. Tell them. You communicate that to them. Or mm-hmm. you start practicing their love language so that you can understand why they are the way that they are. Start getting them things. Start physically doing things for them. Stop saying so much and start doing more. We've got to be able to see what the love languages are as human beings and as spiritual beings, and we've got to be able to allow the ebb and flow to come in of not being so traumatized and triggered by everyone else. Now, clearly, like what Joe was just saying, there's a cheating thing going on there. That is not something positive. Like the trust has been broken. That is not something that is going to be easily 
you know, healed or rebuilt or, you know, fixed or satisfied within the dynamic of that relationship. Is it impossible? Absolutely not. But it is going to take so much trust and so much confrontation in a positive way between two people to make that happen. The biggest suggestion I have, though, is to look at the love languages and ask yourself truly, what are they? And where am I feeling like I'm lacking and where am I seeing they're lacking? That's a that's another problem I think we I, I've heard and come across with different people is they're like there's there's spiritual people right and they're working on their spiritual path and they're like my partner's not doing anything spiritual what do I do to help them realize that their trauma is affecting them and um, I like that you said understanding their light language because we are all no matter what this is definite every one of us is a result of our experience and past whether that's positive or negative. You're not going to go buy a hot dog because you know that you don't like it, but you, don't, you know that you don't like it because when you had it when you were younger, you didn't like it. So that's why you know. It's an experience. And so this is why also people act a certain way is because there's a shadow root that's re- resulting in them not being able to do what it is that they, you would like them to do or, you know, they're just not learning. And it's something like, it's not, I don't think it's really about finding a way to get your partner to do spiritual work because it's really about um, you are a light. We're all light, right? We have a candle or uh, we're, we're of energy of light. And so if you shine that light with love, instead of point, pu- pushing a button going, bad, you're doing bad. I don't like this. That's bad. You're just, see, this is why you need to work on it, bad. The goal is to give that person love. Love is a powerful energy. It's not just an energy you have in a relationship. You give the person love. When someone's sick, and I've actually witnessed this in during my awakening, it was pretty crazy. Um, during my awakening, I had a lot of, like, loud intuition and spirit talking to me. And I, uh, I had a person's mom was a coworker, and they had had cancer previously before I met them. And during the time I met them, there was a lot of uh, anxiety, depression, there was stress going on um, and this person was triggered to think and believe something was wrong with them. And so they kept coming into work going, oh, I got to go get this checked out. I have to go to the cancer place. I have to do this. And um, spirit kept telling me that she, she's manifesting this. Um, and spirit had told me that previously this person survived because people came out to give love. When you give love and care, I hope you're doing better. They send you stuff, give you a phone call. Love is powerful. That's giving your life. So it gives strength to that person. But what can happen is that the mind is triggered to go, we need love. What do we do? What worked out in the past? So she created this, this you know, health issue again. And um, unfortunately, it didn't work out the same way. But I was witnessing this and going, you know, people need love. And so subconsciously and consciously, when you're lonely, that's, that's a lack of self-love because we are looking at our current reality as I don't have this, so therefore I'm sad. And this is why we have to work on ourselves, but also give love to people, is that you are a light. So by pointing out a problem doesn't solve the spiritual or the, the subconscious issue of trauma. Um, by giving love to someone or a conscious way of, of showing like a positive manner, that can help your partner or your person, your friend or someone by giving positivity. Now, don't get me wrong, people are a pain at times and they don't want to listen because they're so used to getting that and, and feeling they don't deserve it 
therefore, um, it's like self-abuse in a way. And that's where people will, hurt, will talk crap about themselves or put themselves down because that's their conscious way of receiving more love or something to work out is like a pattern. So it's really about giving the positivity and, and not just focusing on the problem. I completely agree with you. We have to be willing to meet people where they are. And just because we're on this, you know, amazing spiritual journey, we've got all these awakenings left and right, it doesn't mean that our partner or our families or anyone around us is going to be going through that either. And we have to, it's literally what you're saying, we have to be able to jump into their humanity with them. This is going to take a little bit of a spiral to, like, kind of explain this, like, through, like, I don't know, like higher level being, um, they're like higher level being eyes. Not everyone is an empath. Not everyone is um, connected the way that, you know, I'm connected or you're connected or whatever. Some people are actually shields. And a lot of what I mean by shields is they don't pick up on a lot of these vibrations. Like they're kind of here to be like a Sweden, to be like a staple, to not be bad, to not be good. They're like that pole, that grounding, that shield energy for the earth, for the planet, um, and they play a pivotal role in all of this. And a lot of times, empaths will go to shields. They will be in a relationship with someone who is a shield. Shields mm-hmm. can even pick up things that have, like, um, lower vibrational energies, you know, encapsulated in them and never be harmed by it because they are, they're neither of the two fields. You know what I mean? It's not light. It's not dark. They're right there in the center. Um, and a lot of times, in the dynamic of a loving relationship, empaths and like the really high vibrational beings will feel like they aren't necessarily in love with their partner anymore because their partner doesn't vibe that high. They're like this neutral, beautiful, like monotone Sweden. And that can be really triggering as well for an empath or someone who feels everything so deeply to have someone that it doesn't feel like, you know, can resonate with them or understand their level of being. But, if that empath would, would, I don't want to say stoop to the level, but in a way kind of, just for explaining this, um, if the empath would go to the level of that shield, they would see that in everyday life that shield is doing so much work. They're shielding other people. They're helping other people. They're processing so much, whether they're conscious of it or not. They have a pivotal role as well. And if the empath can see the role of the shield, that love would be fierce. Ooh, that's a good point. Like, if we can't go to their normal, why would we expect them to jump to our, you know, spiritual journey? We have to be able to love someone exactly where they are. Something I love about Shields is they're so independent. They have their things. They have their hobbies. They have their little niches. They have their things they'll go off and they'll do alone. And there's nothing about them that would stray from the relationship. They just love their things, and those things raise their vibration, and they don't seek that from a partner. There isn't a lot of codependency there because they are these grounded forces. They are, they're these literal shields, um, and empaths struggle with that. They struggle with being in, you know, high-energy environment. So they would struggle being with their shield partner and going out and doing something because they would pick up everything around them. If they could take a second and go, I have a shield, this shield and I share a language, we share a unity, we share a love, I can tap into my shield, then it would revolutionize so much. It would change so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good point. This is, this is why it's really important, I think, to, whether it's spiritual or, or non-spiritual, to really take your time with someone because if you keep focusing in the beginning 
um, what they're doing or uh, what they're showing you for affection or if they're giving you, you're already turning that relationship. So later on, focus on, if you're focusing on them, um, what we really should be doing, even in manifesting, right? If you want, if you want something, you're going to do all these manifesting tools. I have this, uh, that's mine. Um, you feel the vibration, but the goal of manifestation is that you do it in the morning or whatever, and you lunchtime, whatever, but you walk away from it and you forget about it and you do other stuff. And so the, my point is that we should all have our own self-loving hobbies and things that we do because if you keep focusing on this one thing, it's gonna, you're going to maintain that focus on the one thing. You're not going to really know who you are and you're not going to let yourself develop or you're going to focus on this one thing that you're looking to provide the love and happiness, which is ultimately going to push it away because you're depending on that one thing. Um, but I like that shield thing. I never really thought about that. and I don't really know everything. I don't know everything. But um, I didn't know or think about the shield. I do know that we have duality. We have to learn how to um, master our duality and keep that balance because we, we, we all have it, the masculine, feminine, dark, light. Um, but this is a great topic. Let's pick another caller for a reading. We'll, we'll pick another caller, and then uh, we'll take a musical break and come back and do more. Uh, let's see here. You ready for that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see here. We'll take area code 651. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Area code 651. All right. We'll go to another caller. We'll go to uh, area code 319. Let's see. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hello. Three one nine. I hear myself in the background. We'll just keep going down the list here. We'll go to area code four oh five. Hello, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hey, hello. Hello. Can you hear us? Yeah, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, Atea. Atea? Yes. From Oklahoma. from Oklahoma. Oh, thanks for calling in. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. You don't need to be anxious or worried. I feel like you're, you're a little anxious. I am. <laughs> Don't worry. It's okay. We're not going to hurt you. Spirit's not going to hurt you. <laughs> um, so you got Jordan and me on, on the line here. We're both gifted individuals. Uh, for the most part, we go for general. But if you do have a question, I do allow that to go through. So uh, what is it you would like us to do for you? Um, I would like to be like, con- I would like to contact my little sister. Okay. Oh, was this, uh, I just, did I speak to your mom earlier? Yeah. Okay. Picking up with her earlier when I was looking at the photo um, is that she was showing me that you either hold on to some of her things or something about when you go to bed, you hold, you hold her things or you talk with her. Um, the other thing that she had told, told me about was that she had died from an illness, something internal. Yeah. <clears throat> 
one of the biggest things that she was talking about is that um, uh, how do I explain that? Because I'm feeling it. There's there's this there's this concern about living your life without her, which I understand, moving forward without her. But what she was telling me in this cute little voice is that tell her not to to worry about that because I'm always with her. Um, she was telling me that you always talk to her. But what she wants me to tell you or wanted me to tell you, I'm still, like, picking up on her now, but before I'm remembering, too, is that um, there's a lot of conversations that she, she is always a part of what you're thinking and feeling, and she is always there. Now, yeah. I, I hear her tell me that she moves things on you. Do you, like, see things move or you lose something? Because she likes to play with you. Yeah, I lost my wallet this previous weekend when I found it. Yeah, she likes to play with you. So don't get upset if you lose something or you, you see something move because she's like, I just want to play. I'm just having fun. Yeah. Um, she really wants you to start working with her more as a guide, talking with her and asking her, because even though she's, she, was a, she is or was a child, um, she's very much so like in the middle of adult child and helping you with things in your life. Um, she also says to not be afraid of talking with spirituality around people. If this is something that's very close to you that you feel that you want to share with someone in your life, that you talk with her once in a while or you have things of hers. Because she says that if there's a person that isn't um, welcoming of this in your life, then that person's not for you. Um, let me see what else is going on here. I want to give me a minute. I want to pull up her picture that she had sent me previously. Okay. Is it okay if I throw some stuff in there real quick? While you're yeah, go, go for it. Okay. Um, she keeps showing me you whispering something to her and she just wants you to know so much that she heard you and she knows what you said. And she, I keep feeling like this, um, like this sigh of relief. Um, cause it almost makes me feel like you told her, don't be scared. It's okay. Like, we're going to be here. We're here. For, we're going to be here for all of it. Um, we're never going to forget you. You're always going to be a part of this family. We're going to hold you. She's going to make me cry. She's like, you told her these things, and she just wants to validate for you that she heard you and that she knows that you guys are never going to go anywhere, and she needs the both of you to know the same thing. She's like, I may not be there in body, but I never left. I still dance to those. She's talking about the um, the Disney the Disney movie you guys used to watch, and you guys would act it out or you would act it out for her. And she says, I still yeah. dance to this with you. I still do this with you. I'm still there. you got to know I'm still there. And she says that she knows it's hard for you to watch that movie, but she's like, please watch it for me. Please. Let's watch it together. Like, let's make a night of this. Let's do our silly stuff. She, um, did you guys do, like, a crazy hair night or a funky hair night or something where you guys would, like, do each other's hair and just be super silly? Yeah. Because she's we talking about always, like, um, you sing to each other and then uh, record it on my mom's phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, we would do pageants, like, just dress up all the time. That's what she's saying, and she's talking about um, you guys being so silly. And there's even something about um, the movie Grease. I don't know if that's important to your mom, um, but something about the, like, the doo-wop, doo-wop, like, singing back and forth with, like, um, hairbrushes and stuff. 
Um, she's showing me that too for some reason. Um, what else was she talking about? Um, I think, oh, the, the clothes. You got it. She says that, um, you, did you put her clothes in like a Ziploc bag or you smell her clothes or something? There's something important about well, her we, smell. We still have her clothes and I can sometimes like smell her because she used to wear diapers and sometimes I can smell that. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we have like uh, pieces of her hair. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do want to add more to this is that, and th- I don't want this to come off the wrong way. And I want you to hear me explain this. She wants you to learn how to let go. And she's saying not let go in the sense of she's never returning or she's going away. She wants you to learn how to live your life to the fullest without worrying if she crossed over, if she's there. Because what she was telling me before and I was listening is that she definitely crossed over. Um, Matter of fact, the reason why she crossed over is, number one, is because she was so young. And number two, she did nothing wrong in this lifetime to cause any um, issues with crossing over. Um, she's very much so a, a very bright light, and she's always there to protect you and looking out after you. Um, what she does want me to tell you is that she wants you to pay attention to any, any intuition that you get that comes across. She says, I don't speak to her in ways of being a child. Like, I, I come through with, with words of guidance with her. But she wants you to live, live life. And um, there's something about education and your career in the future. And she says she wants you to start focusing on that now. Um, because what she's saying is that you don't give yourself enough time and happiness to, to go, go do things that you – she wants to see you have fun. And she says, I'm always going to be there. She's like, I'm going to have fun with her while she's living this. But she doesn't want you to stay home and, and, and talk with her all the time. She wants you to go have fun. She's very concerned about that. She wants you to live your life. Um, because she's saying that I, I don't, without a doubt, she's saying, I, don't, I know that she misses me. I know that she loves me. I know she cares about me. But she's also saying the same for you. She doesn't want to see you just be, be by yourself and, and not live a full life. Because she was showing me your future about having children. And this is going to be a while from now. But she's saying, I'm with her. I see those kids. And you're going to be doing things with your kids that are going to be symbolic to what you did with her. Because you're, you're living, you're, you're carrying that legacy of her life on. And she loves that about how you uh, incorporate her in little things and that. Um, but she wants you to live your life is what really is important to her. Um, you, you also hold this regret of some sort that you wish you had done more with her. And she's saying, please stop doing that. <laughs> she doesn't like to see you cry. And I know you're crying now. It's okay. She doesn't like to see you cry by yourself because you have moments where you um, talk with her about how you're feeling. It's, she's like your own private journal. Um, you talk to her about what's going on in your life, and then you start crying because it brings you to that. And she's saying that you, one of the reasons why you cry is because you feel her. Um, and let's see here. I keep hearing her say embrace life, embrace life, because I'm going to be honest with you, and I know that you're young, and I want you to know something because I've been through something similar. When I lost someone very close to me, I've lost relatives and it made me upset, but I lost someone very close to me that caused me to spiral in my life, which is other words, spiritual awakening. 
But at times, I wasn't super, super low, but I questioned life. Why am I even here? What's the point of this? And she says she doesn't want you to get to that point. She doesn't want you to feel that there is no hope without living your life with, without her. Because she's saying again, you're, she is living it with you. You keep calling on her, which is beautiful, and you tell her things. But she wants you to have happy moments because you deserve these moments, that you're not alone. She's saying that she, those happy moments that you have around people or events, birthdays, celebrations, going to see a movie, she's saying that she is living with you through that. She's, honestly, she's, she, she became one of your spiritual guides or guardian angels. Because she looks out for you a lot, but she's very, very deep with how important it is that she wants to see you live your life. Because you will be really upset not living your life and, and holding this like a grudge. She's saying, don't do that, please. Don't do that. I heard peas and carrots. I don't know why. <laughs> peas and carrots. Like, like, please, like peas and carrots. <laughs> um. The other thing that she's showing me is that she brings you places in your dreams. She and the does. other thing that she's telling the other thing that she's telling me is that she shows you places. She's like, "Look at this place. I want to bring you here. Look at this. I'm getting chills talking about it." Um, but you can't. I, I can't tell you what to do. I'm just telling you spiritually. Try not to wake up and be sad. Be happy that she's visiting you and bringing you places. And I know it's easier said than done. Trust me. I've been there, yeah. and I understand. I'm just giving you the advice here. Try not to be sad. Wake up and be like, guess what? She brought me here in, the, in this dream. She also wants you to write down things because you get hit with messages. Okay, this is turning into a longer reading than I thought. Um, <laughs> you, have, you have, everyone has a mission on earth, so to speak. And, uh, and this is going to be hard to explain. The people that carry the most light have been through the hardest times. And so you, whether it's soon or, you know, a couple of years from now, you're going to, you're going to, this is not a question. You will, you're going to experience a lot more spirituality and awareness. And she's, and I need you to understand this. She's going to be a part of your life for, for certain things spiritually, but you also have spiritual guides that are part of your team. And you're going to be carrying this light because you're meant to help other people. And I can't pinpoint that right now because I also feel it's because of your age and your youth. Um, but you will have that. She, she's also talking to me about um, nervousness or you're very protective of dating or being with someone. <laughs> because you don't want to get hurt, and she's telling me the type of guy that you want to be with because you tell her. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, who's this boy? <laughs> <clears throat> so, look, the thing about this is that she's saying, again, she's saying live your life. She wants you to experience things. But what she does want to emphasize on dating is that if you don't feel safe, then you don't go. If you don't feel safe, then you don't stay. If you feel, and I'm not saying that this is going to happen, but she's telling me to tell you this. I feel like it's matching up to you because you don't want to get hurt. 
you're a very deep, uh, loving person. You will give 125 million percent, and then um, you'll be the one that feels hurt because even if it's you making the choice to step away, you're, you, you feel because you're spiritual. And I want you to start paying attention because you're an empath. Empaths are very sensitive or feel certain things. And when people break up with people as an empath, you feel that. You feel the disconnect in energy because it hurts. So I'm not saying never get into a relationship, but you are spiritual and you should talk with, with other boys and, and find a relationship. And, you know, if your mom says yes or no to certain things, you got to listen to the mom. But you have a loving mm-hmm. mother. And um, uh, I'm going to say this and then we got to roll out. But <laughs> she, she does not like this. And she's very, very emphasizing that she does not like this. When you guys have dinner or you guys plan something, that you get upset that out of nowhere you get hit with this idea that we don't have a plate set for her. We don't have something. You know what she says? But make a plate for her. But don't, she says, I don't want to see you cry anymore. Please don't cry over her. She wants to see you happy. Yeah. Thank you. There's more. <laughs> There's always more, right? Um, right? You're welcome. Um, she does. She does enjoy that you pray or talk with her. She does. She would like that to continue. She says if you ever want to light her a candle or dedicate something to her. Um, she something about a song playing on the radio too. Like if you have a favorite song now or later on and it comes on out of nowhere, that's her trying to tell you like, Hey, this is your favorite song. I'll put it on for you. But she does not want you to cry over her anymore. And I know that's easy for me to say, but, um, yeah, (laughs) I see you later on in life in your twenties, like mid to later twenties. Um, I see you, I see you managing this very well. Um, I see you carrying her legacy on in, in a way. I also see you with business, and I know this is years from now, but you might be opening a business, and I don't know exactly what it is, but you're going to name it after her for some reason um, because she's very close to your heart. And there's something about children, too. Like, you want – this is the thing. People, people, especially in my life, the ones who have left, they affect us. And when you, when you have grief over a loved one that has passed, you have nowhere to physically give that love on, the, on this plane. And what winds up happening is that we give it to them in ways by carrying their legacy on or living in remembrance of them. And you're going to do that for her. And that's what's going to make you feel whole because she's saying that you feel empty most of the time. And she wants me to tell you one more thing and I got to go after this. Okay. She says, <laughs> Please do not hesitate to talk with anyone, whether it's your mom, even, look, I've been to a therapist. It's fine. But please, she's saying, do not hesitate to talk with someone about how you feel. Even if you're repeating the same thing 75 times, she says, please do that. Because when you talk with someone about how you feel, it's going to help heal the, the, the pain you feel inside. Um, there's something about a mattress. Did you guys live in the same bedroom? Yeah, I still have the same mattress, and I was just talking to my mom today about getting rid of it. To be okay with that. It doesn't mean that she's going away. 
but she's saying that she's always going to be with you. Please talk to people about how you feel because you need to release this. You've been crying and it's helping you release something. Um, you don't have to get rid of everything. If there's little things that keep you, uh, keep a memory that's important, like my grandfather's ring. I have my grandfather's ring. Keep little things. But she doesn't want to see you cry anymore, and she wants to see you live your life. She's saying you kind of, like, don't do it because you're upset in certain ways. You don't allow yourself to draw or color or uh, be artistic or it's like you're depriving yourself of this happiness because of the sadness that you carry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. uh, That really made my day. (laughs) You're welcome. Jordan, did you have anything else to add? Because I know we were like both back and forth. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just say three more things really quick. She wants you to watch Casper, the friendly ghost. She's like, that's me and you all day long. I'm not about to leave you. Casper didn't leave her alone. You already know how this works. Um, she said that there's a scrunchie, like um, like like a 70s, like big, thick scrunchie she would wear in her hair. Um, something about a scrunchie. She says, wear that around your wrist. That can be your thing from me. Like, I'm holding your hands. Like, it's right there by your arm. You'll know that I'm right there. Anytime that you're feeling like you miss me a lot, just play with that thing. Put it in your own hair. You want me to talk to you? Put your hair up with it. You want to feel me right there next to you? Put it around your wrist. Use that to communicate with me. You can talk to me just as much as I can talk to you. You don't have to wait for me to, like, do some big elaborate thing to get your attention. Um, And then I kept hearing the same thing that Joe was saying. She says, live it for us. The more fun you have, the more fun I can have. Mm-hmm. Let's laugh. And that's it. I'm, I'm trying, but my mom is stopping me, saying no to everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mama knows best, though. Mama's keeping that baby girl safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate y'all. You're you very so welcome. welcome. Thank you and for calling in. Thing opened up my mind because I want to be a NICU nurse because she wanted to be a nurse and she was in the NICU as a baby. So, like, I wanted to live that out for her. See how our, our people's lives affect our in a beautiful way? It brings a lot, yeah. of, a lot more meaning and, and purpose. That's, that's wonderful. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. I find it um I find it very cuz it's it's hard it's hard to see in the beginning when when something sad in our life happens, right? And um even through my life it was difficult to grasp at first, but then as our journey progresses, we we learn that sometimes we don't know why we do the things we do, but we find out that we did it because of of someone very close to us that we loved. It could be like a tattoo. Uh, Mom, I'm not telling your daughter to get a tattoo. I'm not trying to tell her to get into that. But um, it could be a tattoo. It could be uh, something in in career um, that the person that we love so much had affected us that we want to, we were inspired to do that. Um, And I find it very, very interesting in ways how how someone can, can influence our life. And it could be for the negative too. We could be influenced by negative people, but, the positive behind the sadness, um, the darkness to light, so to speak. 
I find that I find that very nice. Yeah, I want to take a second and just give you a shout out real quick because the whole time you were helping her, I really went back into like when I lost my Nima when I was sixteen and like how devastated I was. And mm. it's so beautiful to be able to hear what you said to her and I like apply it to my own life and be like, Wow like everything you said to her is so healing no one ever told me that I could find her in a song no one ever told me that she was just everywhere and I could tap into it at any point in time I just had to pay attention it was like I had to go to these mediums and you know spend all this money and keep going back to feel like I was connected to her in some way shape or form no one ever gave me that knowledge and I just want to thank you from like the bottom of my heart to yours for taking the time to do that because you just changed that little girl's life oh thank you I appreciate you of course very nice to you um, I think if uh, if we're open to our, I'm trying to remember the whole memory I had of it. Um, something had called to me to reach out to someone or wondered how they were doing. A song came on that was um, connected to that person and the people I was thinking about. And then I saw a sign that literally, like a literal sign that said like, we're open or I'm here. I think it was, I'm here. And mm-hmm. it wasn't usually there. And it just, and and then that person that I was thinking about contacted me first. And so it was very um, unique. I think if we are open to understanding that spirits are trying to get a hold of us through coins, feathers, a song, um, that we can still live and move forward in life. Even if it's like a, you know, I think people get confused. Like we have to hear that one song that remind us of them. But I also see and witness that there's new things that will come out that if it makes you happy and they know that they, that you love that song, they're going to connect you to something that, Oh, maybe I should change the, the station. And all of a sudden that song's playing. You're like, wow, I love this song. I haven't heard mm-hmm. it. They, they, our family and loved ones want to see us happy and they're not, their goal isn't always to be like, it's me. It's me. Their goal is to bring you distraction to happiness. Like if you're sad and something like just made your day, and you don't know if it was a relative, that's fine. But that's, that's what they're doing too. They want to see us happy. Um, and if they know, for the most part, what happens, like I joined a, a psychic medium who's well-known. He has a, like a Zoom thing. And what I noticed is that at the time, I really didn't need it, but I wanted to check it out and see if anything came up. And um, what I noticed is that the people that were really sad or needed it the most, he was drawn to. And the reason that happens is also because that is a help of release and, and energy and removing that sadness that people carry. And they want to, you know, know that their loved one is really somewhere there or there. So it helps. And that's why people are drawn to certain people because they need healing. Um, but if we're open to the signs, if we're open to receiving and being aware consciously of our perspective in our life, then we're going to get signs. Um, you know, it was quite interesting that someone had gifted me um, a box. You know, when you give someone a box of stuff that, you know, for someone that dies in your life, and they're like, well, I'll send you a gift. And it could be food. Someone sent me a, um, a bonsai tree. You have to pronounce it right, bonsai. <laughs> and a bonsai tree and, and a uh, wind chime. And she said, you know, put it outside, and every time you hear it, you remind, you know, your grandmother's there. And so I did put it outside, and I was like, you know, in the back of my mind, I was like, well, you know. And believe it or not, like, there's times where I'm doing something, and I hear it, and I hear grandma's here. 
and it just clicked. And I was like, wow. Like, and that's not something to like dismiss. If someone's buying you the gift or buying you a crystal or buying you something with the intention of something, um, with a good intention, especially this wind chime, the intention was for that. And I know the wind blows. This is why we have to shift our perspective. Yeah, the wind blows. But what's the chances of that you're thinking of someone and then see something or you're understanding that that is connected to this, knowing that that. I'll tell you what, it hasn't been windy here in a long time. It's been real. Today was super windy. So that wind chime was popping off. <laughs> That's incredible. And you were literally just telling me about someone channeling your grandmother earlier too. That's beautiful. Oh, I wanted so I, I texted you this, but I wanted to tell you also here. I wanted to share with everyone. So Jordan, Jordan had read me a while ago and um, reminded me that I need to like make more stuff, and uh, especially the podcast, even the podcast. Things that once in a while I'll make like spiritual uh, perfumes or colognes, and or spiritual baths, depending depending on how you want to use it. So uh, this time around, uh, previously I've made things called like sunshine in the bottle. And you put it on to raise your vibration, to bring in happiness, to bring in the, the love and energy and sweetness in your life for that law of attraction. Um, what I made recently was um, I called it Money Mojo. And so if you need something with work, uh, progress, money, or luck, it's positive stuff. So I wrote a little thing on how to use it. So this person just messaged me after uh, we talked earlier. And she had said she opened the bottle and she went to go smell it. But the first thing that happened was she got it all over her hand. And I was like, oh, man, like maybe I'm, I'm just waiting to see, like, what, is, what does she mean by this? And so she starts telling me that she's decided to buy scratch-offs like that day or the next day. She had won a total of $1,200. And I was, she was telling me one by one, oh, I won this scratch-off, so I bought more. And then I won that scratch-off and I got another one. And then I got this scratch-off, won $300. So she won over $1,200. I was like, wow. That's, I like, can, I get, can I get that in a review so I can share that on my page? <laughs> right? I she told said, you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. told you. I was like, you're a magic man. You, you got you to gotta do this. You got to make some stuff. You got to put mm. that magic out into the world. The you magic man. This place, right? <laughs> All right. So we're going uh, to play a quick song here. Take a, take a couple minutes and uh, come back and maybe do one or two readings and go uh, see where it goes after that. Sounds good. All right. See you guys in in a couple minutes. Call it baby, can I 
All right, welcome back after that quick little musical break. Uh, we're going to be doing a couple more readings here, a um, little bit more discussion. Uh, Jordan, are we going to be definitely doing what we talked about before? Should we talk about that real quick? We sure are. Go ahead and follow them. Um, so if you're enjoying this podcast and this live radio show, which, I mean, you should be, uh, <laughs> we're going to be doing another podcast in, a, in two weeks, right? Two weeks? Two weeks, and that's going to be on another Friday. I'll be posting it on the page here and also the Facebook and social media. And um, that topic is going to be on Twin Flames. That's going to be discussion. I find it very unique. Uh, We we brought it up before. Twin Flames is something I think everyone looks for. I think there's a lot of uh, understanding to understand about Twin Flames and why they happen. Jordan had a, a lot of stuff to add to that, so we're not going to spoil it right now. <laughs> that's going to be uh, that's going to be on the next topic, the next the next live radio show podcast. So look forward to that. And um, so Jordan, what's going on? How do you feel? I'm so happy. This has been like way more amazing than I ever could have thought it would be. <laughs> like I'm having the time of my life right now. I love this. Like even being able to go back into like emotions that I haven't tapped into in a long time. Like we were talking in the beginning, like, you know, what spiraled, spiraled this whole journey? You know, why are you the way you are? What made you want to do this? And hearing you talk to that girl and talking to her about her sister and all the ways she can connect with her herself, that's honestly why I wanted to do this. It's why I went online. It's why I started being really bold in my spirituality because I wanted to be what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. I needed to know. I needed to know what would happen if, you know, I could teach people and I could lead people and I could show them that I'm not so different from them. And no matter where they're at in their life, at what stage in the game, they have the ability to heal and to fully tap into their gifts and who they are. Mm-hmm. I like that you said that because, um, like I was talking about before, we don't always understand our, our life obstacles and, and tough moments we have. And I lost two really close people in my life and it brought me to a really depressing time career. And I was asking myself, you know, what, what would bring me happiness? And I got to the point where I was tired of plugging and playing with other careers. And I just simply asked myself, you know, what, what makes me happy? And I said, I love talking with people and and getting their experience and helping them. And it clicked. I went, Oh my God, readings. Like I do this publicly. And it wasn't, I think, until a year later, I kind of reflected on some things. And I said, you know, what, it's been a year of, it was a year publicly helping people. And so why am I really doing this? And those two people that were really close to me, um, I realized that I wanted to help people continue their life in ways that I had seen other people that were close to me not continuing. And then I learned from myself was that, I love sharing with people about how you can find yourself in these, whether it's spiritual awakening moments or, but the learning that you're not alone. Cause I had a really tough time with that. You're not alone. You're going to have these crazy moments. You're going to have tough moments. Um, it's not always like a spiritual symptom. It could be something else, but it's just why we do what we do. Like there's all these things that happen to us, but it brings us somewhere. And I think it's it's really important. A lot of people do stuff they never really ask themselves. Why do I really do this? Besides that, I and um, it's a beautiful thing when you realize that you're carrying on a purpose 
that you want to you want to see and give that love that you couldn't give to someone else that has passed on or help people in ways that has affected you that you want to bring that light to someone so that they're not lost um, and that's that's a beautiful moment when you can actually even if you don't know what to do next you can ask yourself like what do I you know what's my calling what do I feel is is important to me what truly makes me happy on a simple level instead of trying to push yourself into something that you know I think it's the worst thing that we can do one of the worst things that we can do doing something for the money not because we are where it makes us happy because you're you're not really doing something for the right reasons and by being happy doing something it will bring in money and I think that's something we should all reflect on what's important what why do you do what you do or what is your what is it that you want to do and um we're people. We need people in the world. We need a mechanic to work on our car. We need spiritual people to help us with our spiritual life. We need um, chefs and all, nurses and all these people. So we need people. So every one of us in this world has a purpose. And I think it's a challenging thing to find at times is what is my purpose? Because especially during awakening, we have this moment of thought we knew who we were, and then we're pushed into this, this chapter of life where it's like, okay, no, I don't want to, that's not who I am anymore. What is my true purpose here? What is my, why am I here? That's why we discovered star seeds. We realized that we're, we're, we're a beam of light from a a region of the solar system. And that solar system comes with a certain gift. That's why I believe there's uh, indigo children. There's, um, there's crystal, crystal children, rainbow children. My thing about that is it's not about children. It's adult or child. It's the same thing. There's going to be different things, but people look into it a little bit deeper and they think they feel or look into like uh, if they're uh, Octarian or I can't, I kept it simple for now, but it helps you understand who you really are. Like an indigo child, I was uh, a very emotional person, very caring. I just want to be happy. Um, you want to, you want to help people and there's a lot to be understood. So if that's definitely who you are, you realize like this is a part of your gift and your everyday life. It's not just like one career thing. It's, it's your everyday life. There's pros and cons to being an indigo child and a, and a crystal child or a rainbow child. I think rainbow children are more inclined to love animals from what I remember. They're very close to animals. They don't talk with animals. They're, um, so there's things to look into, but it's, it's difficult finding your, where do I, you said it before, Jordan, where do you fit in? And I've had stages of that. Like, how, what's your thoughts on that? Where, like, fitting in spiritually. What, what have you been through in life that you would like to share on that? I literally love that you're covering this topic right now because I've never talked about this before. <laughs> Honestly, I'm 29. From 16, I started working at 16 years old, had my first job, worked in a daycare. I loved children. I wanted to be around children. I figured that was my saving grace. I had just lost my Mima, went through all this craziness. And children are so pure. It was like I could connect to a part of myself I didn't feel when I wasn't in the daycare. Um, but that only lasted for so long. It was like an itch. And I scratched it for a little while. And then I was on to the next thing. And from 16 to 29, I've literally had a different job every single year. It's like I fit in so well for them, but it doesn't tick my box. You know, I, I go there, I start at the bottom, I work my way up to usually management. And then I'm like, all right, I'm bored on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I succeeded. I did it. I'm proud of myself, but then I'm bored. And I'm like, 
there's got to be more to life than just this. There's got to be more to life than me having to go work these jobs, you know, start at the bottom, work my way up. Like, what is life teaching me about this? And then, like, um, I would even do readings at work. Like, people would be like, you know, what's that tattoo mean? Or why do you wear this? Or, hey, what's your necklace? It was like I was getting called out by spirit by wearing, like, crystal jewelry <laughs> or having the tattoos that I have. Or, I mean, you name it. People were just, like, flocking to me, and it was like I was getting called out. So I was like, you know, I, I want to stop being afraid of this. And the only person that I knew in my family that was, like, open about their spirituality was my cousin. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm finally going to come out. Like, my mom knows, my dad knows, but, like, no one else in the family really knows. Like, I hide this part of me, and I hide it well. Like, unless mm-hmm. you're close to me, it's close. You don't even really know that I have it. It's just something I do behind the scenes. And so I reached out to her, and I was just like, um, how do you feel about me, you know, talking to you? Because I kind of feel like you understand me because you've been the black sheep for a really long time. Like, you've been out since we were kids <laughs> about you being gifted. Like, you always talked about seeing dead people. Like, the whole family knows if they want to read it, they go to you. Um, and I think I'm ready now and she was really open for that and she kind of like received it with open arms Um, a whole lot of other stuff happened there that's irrelevant at this point but it was amazing to finally be like okay I'm done with this 9 to 5 thing I know it's just going to be a repetitive pattern I'm going to go and I'm going to be this light and I'm going to have a lot of fun I'm going to learn a lot of stuff and I love that I did because I can take everything that I learned and like apply it to the business now like apply it to like trying to run a spiritual business and you know being a mom and you know trying to make sure I have time for everything like I learned so much in doing all those jobs and those careers and having all those different experiences and I love that you brought that up too because it's so important that people don't just get sucked into one thing and go like no this is my job this is good pay this is who I have to be and it's so mundane and it's so monotonous over and over and over again that you just are like who am I in the middle of all of this like, did I climax? Did I max out? Like, my teen years, my best years? And that only happens if you decide that it is, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me personally, you know, I realized what, what I'm, you know, my dream or dreams are, and I had to learn a couple different things. And one of the – and this is something I think people have a hard time with. Uh, before I go into it, by the way, it says that we have 14 minutes left to be live. But if you're calling in and you're listening, you're not going to lose connection. It's just more so um, live on the website. But it's one of those things where I learned to find myself. And then I found myself stuck because I I was hoping that things progressed quicker. Um, And when you're manifesting something, the one thing that you should never do is question how, when, and if it's coming. Because then you put resistance to it, and it's basically – not attracting it it's it's pushing it away and the other part about that i had to learn is that it's, it's you have to learn to trust literally trust the universe and trust your your journey here and that things will happen at the right time and if you love something so much that it will work out and that's something again i want to fall back on to what i said before is that i have to learn to let go of pleasing other people what they expected of me and trust that I had to love myself and let go. And I did, and it shifted everything. And so if we can take these little, like, blueprints, put them into little things that we're, you know, we're also thinking about, trusting something, if you know that it is something so significant and you're worried because of money, bills, how is this going to happen, trusting that it all will work out and not, not maintaining that what if or how, just trusting that it all, regardless of if something changes, let's say a living situation or something, but it all will work out knowing that 
if it's something that you are truly happy with. Now, again, there's, there's things that aren't going to be forever, but if it's something like a career that you're trying to get off the, the ground into something bigger, keep that idea, keep manifesting it, but just know that if you are so passionate about something, if you are so driven that this is your calling, and this is something I had difficulty with because I wasn't seeing the progress that I wanted to in things, and so I stopped doing certain stuff as much as I was. I stopped doing live readings or stopped doing reading. or stopped, And I had to realize, like, I wasn't progress, but that shouldn't be the reason why I stopped because this is something I'm passionate about. And so this is something I find that's really, really important for everyone is that if you truly love something in your, your purpose or life, then keep going. And this is why you hear it all the time in music or movies. Don't stop believing or, um, you know, don't let other people misdirect you on what you know because that's another obstacle. Everyone will tell you no. Uh, to waste your time. Don't do that. But if you're so dedicated and willing that you, you believe, that's, you have to believe in yourself. You have to be your own cheerleader. Um, you're going to get there. But it's, they say, I, I, I don't know where, but they say at a lot of places that being successful is going to be one of the toughest things in your life. But when you finally get there, it's all going to pay off. And um, I find that really important to talk about. I don't know why I just went into that direction, but it's, it's super important. Because I think as people, we, we worry about the material stuff. We've got to pay bills. We've got um, we to take care of things. But before we move on, I want to say this. Taking steps in the direction of your, your happiness or calling, super significant. Because if you're not taking those steps, you're, not, you're also not placing yourself in the position for that to grow. It's kind of like, it's kind of like you, you want to grow a plant and you want to grow a garden, and you're so upset that you know that you want to grow this garden, but you haven't even bought the seeds to start. You haven't, bought, you haven't like, fertilized the ground, soil, and built a garden. And you're, you're, you're thinking about how lovely it would be to water it and, and pick the fruit off the tree, you know? But you have to nurture it. You have to start somewhere. You have to figure out what you want to grow. And people are already concerned about, like, well, how am I going to sell it? Where am I going to sell it to? Where is it going to go? What am I going to use it for? I just know I want to do this. And that's the problem, too. We have to start somewhere and not worry about where is it going to go? What am I going to cook with it? Am I going to sell it to someone? I don't want to waste it. That's, that's the future thinking that we, we stop ourselves from living in the moment to do it now. I love that you brought this up. I have a little plug for this, and then we can move on. Yeah. Um, but whenever people are manifesting, it's literally exactly what you were just talking about, and they, like, we start getting upset. Like, I do the same thing. and I'm like, why is this not working out? Why am I getting all these freaking messages about this, and it's just not happening? Like, this is pissing me off at this point. And then I started realizing that these messages are happening when I'm happy. And then it immediately changes my energy, and I'm all mad again. And I'm like, why is the universe dangling this freaking mm. fake in front of my face? And I want this so bad, and they're just pissing me off. And then I learned, literally maybe a year ago, <laughs> that it's not about dangling a steak. It's because we're in such a high vibration. We're bebopping around. We're super happy. We're giggly. We're excited. Life's great. And then, boom, the reminder comes, hey, don't forget about this. Use your happy energy for this. But we're usually so traumatized and we're so mad that we don't have it already. It, mm. We let it change our energy instead of being like, oh, yeah, I could totally manifest that right now. Like, those are, like, happy reminders. We need to start seeing them that way. 
especially when we're happy and these things pop in our minds or they're in every field of vision that we have, instead of seeing it as like, why is the universe taunting me with this? Like, I want this job so bad, or I want this car so bad, or I want this house so bad. Why am I being taunted by this? It's more so like, hey, you're so close. You can use this happy energy and we can totally make this happen like so much faster. Just use your happy energy, please. But... (laughs) I especially was like, you know, screw this. Like, I'm so sick of this. Like, don't play with me. If you're going to give me all these messages and make me dream about this and see it in my reality and everyone around me is getting it, why am I not? And I was blocking myself for so long. Like, even saying, you know, I'm not going to have plants in in my apartment because it's only 700 square feet and there's too many of us. I got three dogs, two kids, me and my husband. It's just too much. Like, like the freaking crudes, like we're sardine packed in here. And I kept saying all these things I wasn't going to do. Like I wasn't going to hang my art. I don't have enough walls for this. Or I'm not going to, um, you know, get all the things out that make me happy. Like I need to put half my decks away because it's just too much crap to have out. And I totally changed all of that. Now I have plants in every room. Every mm-hmm. single piece of art that I have is hung up. Like everything I was, you know, capping myself by saying I'll do it when, I'm doing it now. I'm like, no, I actually have a mansion. I love this place. It's glorious. It's magnificent. (laughs) So I'm not triggered now whenever I see these big houses coming my way or these big opportunities coming my way because I feel like I put the um, dominoes in effect to bring it to me instead of feeling traumatized by the universe dangling this thing in front of me that it feels like I'll never have. Yeah, what also happens in um, when you're in low vibration, like you're angry, you're upset, you're frustrated, you're only going to keep getting more of that. And mm-hmm. that's why it's a, it's a challenge to, and I tell people, write down or remember the things you love to do, but also remember that when you're in low vibration, you're not going to want to do that. But what happens is, is that when you actually switch your energy and you let go, you're like, okay, I need to raise my vibration. That could be dancing in your kitchen, that could be buying yourself sushi for lunch. That could be taking a shower. Literally, like, taking notice of how you feel. That's why I tell people, when you're, when you're in a relationship and you're happy, you have money, you have a job, you're, you're showering more often, you might even start going to the gym. When you're lonely and you're miserable, you're not going to the gym. You're probably not cooking yourself a nice dinner. You're probably, you, depending on how depressed you are, you might not shower as much. Because what happens is, that, those are the things you need to do when you are in low vibration. When you raise your vibration and you're not thinking about why is this not working out and you let go of that thought and you do something to raise your vibration, ping, you get hit with the, the answer as to why you are not receiving that yet. Um, mm-hmm. Even for me, reading, helping people, it raises my vibration. And what happens with me with spirit is that I might not be thinking about something and I'm focusing on the client. And out of nowhere, spirit will give me a message to give to them. And I go, you know what? Thank you. And like, they go, why? I was like, because that message not only just helped you, but it helped answer my question about something in my life that I need to remember as well. So that's why being positive and let's take a caller and do a reading here. I think, I don't know if I picked this person yet. But, Did uh, we do 651? I wrote that down and circled it like 800 times. Is there a 651 number? Uh, there is. Oh, here we come, whoever you are. There is. I just picked someone. I'll, I'll, we'll, I pick someone now, and we'll go to that one next, I guess. Sweet. Okay. Uh, area code 951, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, it's uh, Nathaniel from California. Nathan- have I met you? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think so, but maybe. Okay. 
I wasn't the way the oh, way you said that was was so comforting. Like I I had met you before, but thank you for calling in, Nathaniel. Appreciate it. Hey, uh, yeah, it sounds like you, you guys are pretty good. I thought I'd hang on. I I lost the the line, and then I called back. I didn't know if I was to be able to get on, but uh, thank thank God and thank you for taking my call. Oh, it's not a problem. Actually, I had looked at the time before, and it was 9.51, and then I heard a thing around the room go ping, and I went, okay, is there an area code? Not? Same as Jordan wrote down the number. I literally, that's what happened what? before that. Angel numbers, so, huh? Looking out space. Possibly. Uh, Jordan, do you want to start first? No pressure? Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, okay, so the first thing that I'm getting for you, Nathaniel, is that there's a celebration coming. Either a retirement is coming or you just retired, and Spirit's making me feel like that's exactly what needed to happen, and it was, like, really weighing on you for a long time, whether, I don't know if it was, like, a financial side of this or, like, the independent hard worker that you are that was keeping you pulled to working, um, but there's something about a hobby that's coming up that's really yep. important. Yep. I was thinking of on that too. Yeah. <laughs> Would be Whatever either, this hobby either guitar is. or astrology, because I do a lot of astrology and metaphysics. I know, you know, every day of the year, like Jimi Hendrix is born the day of electrifying excitement, and Einstein is born the day of relativity. So I do that, and then I play guitar. And, and I'm going to play guitar so, because. Go ahead. Guitar might be it. Guitar might be it. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I put um, hands-on, needs to be doing something hands-on. Um, because your mind works a mile a minute, this is something that is going to, like, ground your energy and take all this magic that's in your mind and bring it into your reality. The way you play, either you do it now or you're going to do it, the way you play music is incredible. <clears throat> like, you're going to be able you. to reach so many people with this. I kind of don't think so, but I really do, I guess. You do. Like, I, I don't even, I can't even explain the way your mind works. Like, it, it's so, it's like, I see all these different, like, webs, and, like, you're connecting all these dots, and, like, you have, like, one of those um, photographic memories. You see it one time, and you remember it forever sort of thing. So, you picking this up is going to be, it seems like it's an uphill battle right now, because it's something very brand new, and you, I don't know if it's you that says this, or someone in spirit that says it about uh, teaching an old dog new tricks, but you're like, you know what, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to take this on, and it's going to be fun, and you have that go-getter attitude, and it really is. There's going to be something, I don't know if you're going to, like, play on your porch or something, and your neighbors are going to love it, and it's going to, like, bring this community thing together, but there's something really big that you're going to do with this hobby that's going to turn kind of, like, into a career. Hmm. Well, um, maybe I'll, uh, you know, I'm, get, I'm trying to get this new guitar that does, has, excuse me, guitar that has reverb and everything. It's like the new smart guitar. And I wasn't sure. It's a couple thousand dollars or a lot, but I wasn't sure. But I've been kind of working endless hours and stuff, and I really don't have enough money to retire. But I have some lawsuits, though. They might come through or something might come through with the music or something. But, uh, you know, uh um, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm just kind of Yeah, thinking, I'm definitely uh, getting, financially, you're going to be okay, because I'm just feeling that, too, like, you're a hard worker. They kept showing me the, like, calluses on your hands, like, working yourself to death sort of thing to financially provide, and there was this um, 
pull to want to retire but not being like not feeling like you have the ability right now whatever there is money coming in for you I'm definitely seeing that because I'm seeing you being able to like really enjoy picking up this guitar and it doesn't feel like a burden this hobby is going to turn into this whole like man I wish I could have done this my whole life like that's the feeling that I get from it because it makes you feel like a kid again like you're so excited you're learning this um, it's really making you feel connected to yourself in a way that your job doesn't fulfill you or satisfy you. Um, yeah. Let me see what else I want to say about this. Um, have your pa- are your parents in spirit? Because there's a couple here yeah, that my parents died a long time through. ago. My, my mom died 11, 11, 77. Were they young when they passed? And they passed really close together? Yeah, they were yeah, I no, even well, then my dad, my dad passed in 93, and he was 68, but my mom was 50. Okay, that's what I was going to say, was one of them in their 50s, because um, she keeps talking about technology and how technology doesn't make any sense to her and how it blows her mind that you can make technology make sense because she just doesn't get it. She's being, like, really silly, really funny in spirit. Um, but um, that she's the one that's saying that you don't have to – be so hard on yourself or worry so much about the financial side of things, you have put in more than your fair share of work. You have worked your entire life. Um, You have been committed to, I don't know if you've had the same job forever, but she's making me feel like once you make a decision, you stick to it and you don't give up. You're a go-getter. You're very goal-oriented. And she is very proud of you for that. She says you take after your dad with that. He was the same way. And he did a really great job of either passing that to you or leading you or teaching you that way. Um, But she wants you to know that life's about to get really sweet. You got a honeypot coming in for you. And she is really happy that she gets to be the one to tell you that because it doesn't feel like um, you felt connected to her in a really long time definitely feels like you're more connected to your dad like you would even talk to him like you even talk to him about your astrology and the things that you're doing um especially with him being in spirit I don't want to say he wasn't as open in his um like physical life as he is with his spiritual side but I definitely feel like there's a different connection that you have with him um with him being passed over but your mom's really wanting to come through and solidify that you're not going to have to work like this forever. You really do have this honeypot. And she's calling it a honeypot. That's not even a term that I normally use. Um, But you do. You have this money coming in for you that's going to free you up and really let you have fun and be really happy with your life. Mm -hmm. Did you have, um, like, a significant other Passover as well? Because I keep seeing you handing a rose to someone, and she's accepting the rose. Um, And she just wants you to know how much she loves you. What is it? Well, I had a girl next door that uh, passed away, and then I had a a girlfriend that was like murdered by her mm. by her friend husband or something like that. But uh, uh, that yeah. was my girl. Is there a significance of three years for you with this woman? Something about three years? Did you date for three years or know her for three years or something? Uh, I think I knew her for longer than that. I knew her for about okay. ten years, nine. Years. Yeah. Okay, she keeps saying something about three years, and she keeps she's taking this rose from you, which tells me that this was a loving relationship. She felt really um, close to you. She felt really safe with you. Um, I'm not sure what the three years thing is. If you've been waiting three years I to think, do something, I don't know. I'd have to, like, really jump into this with her. Yeah, I think she broke up with her uh, girlfriend, actually. She was uh, kind of uh, – yeah, I think her girlfriend left her, actually, so – Okay, I gotcha. 
Yeah. Um, either way, she wants you to know that you really, you really changed her life. There wasn't a lot of times in her life that she felt safe, and she just wants you to know that you gave her a gift, and she wants to give that back to you, and she wants you to know that she does that for you now as well. She helps keep you safe. You're the one person she says that she felt like really saw her and really understood her. You let her be as crazy as she was. You didn't judge her for it. You were just there. And she says, you have no idea what that meant to me and what that still means to me. You saw me and you let me be me and I will love you forever for that. Well, that's sweet. Thank you. Of course. Uh, All right, Joe, I'll pass it on over to you. For me, um, there's something else with you that, I don't know if you've been thinking about something new and hobby. There's something else. And I, what I feel for this is more like a business venture. I'm not really sure exactly what it, I'm not saying you're going to open one. I feel like you're going to invest in something because I do, I do. I know you brought it up yourself, but I do know that you're going to get settlements coming in. Um, there's going to be something that you, you want to do because you're not the type of person that sits still. You like to relax and do your thing, but you like to do something. Um, the other thing that Spirit's showing me is that you think really deeply about energy and metaphysics, and you need to talk more about this. And the other thing that Spirit was telling me before is that uh, I need to connect with you because you, your Spirit wants me to have you on one of these episodes eventually on what you know or helping people because your gift is supposed to be helping people. And um, it's like I, I see you having this powerhouse of knowledge. I mean, and not being able to really give that to people uh, as much as you should be. And there's something yeah. about knowing this, these dates and the purpose. Have I, are you sure? Have I met you? Have I talked to you before? This is your first time calling? I, you know, I think so. Uh, I, I do birthdays, so I have a photographic memory for birthdays. So if you tell me your birthday, I'll know a lot about you, you know, so I'll, I'll, and I'll never forget. I know people that I've known when I was a kid. So I know thousands of birthdays and, you know, so, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm ready know, for so. you to know everything about me. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you know, everybody's, everybody's got a birthday. So like, you know, like I'm saying, Jimi Hendrix is, was born the day of electrocline excitement. So everybody's got a day. And, I, yeah, so sure. this is freaking me out. I literally, my phone Trump went to like the black the, screen and, and I looked uh-oh. at the time of how long me and Jordan have been on the phone for this call. And it, it's literally my birthday. Well, tomorrow's my birthday. I'm born the oh, day of birthday. ironic insight. I'm born the day of ironic insight. Wow. So, That's interesting. Wow. <laughs> well, the, I pulled, yeah. I pulled some cards for you, too, and the, the past cool. card is the Ten of Swords. The Ten of Swords yeah. is uh, a, lot of, a lot of disappointment and a lot of disappointment from other people, um, surprises along the line that had put you in a position that really wasn't happy. Um, but what, what about that is that it, it's helping you. See, we don't understand this at times, but things happen to us, even though it's uncomfortable, it, it, it brings in a positivity for later on. It could also be redirecting your life path for safety reasons or reasons to help you live a certain life later on so it's not straining your life later on. Um, the present card for you is the moon. And this is about a time in your life changing thoughts and processes on how you want to go about things or hobbies. Um, it's also about patience. 
because again, I know you brought it up, but I want to talk about how this settlement or the, the settlements are going to happen. I did hear, you know, this is what I heard. I heard so one of them, or you know, one of them is going to happen in two to three weeks, and that's more about discussion of moving forward with it to completion. It's not necessarily going to be the completion; it's moving forward. Um, so I did hear that. Your future card is the strength card, which is very straightforward for me. It talks about um, strength in numerous ways, strength in um, life purpose, strength in your, 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 your comfortability with life, strength in being able to hold yourself up in a certain manner. But I really want to talk about how, you know, you have this gift that is it's meant to be guiding people. Because what, what I've noticed with even my spiritual practice, and I'm sure Jordan as well, is that people are trying to understand who they are. And your gift is giving them the understanding of who they are through their birthday and, and, and all that other stuff to better understand who, who, who they are as a person to live their life. And that's a gift that needs to be in the world. So what I also feel is that by utilizing that gift, and this is why I would love to have you on as a, as a guest one of these times, is being able to give someone a better understanding of who they are because that is going to also help you. It's also going to bring in a satisfaction of purpose and feeling, feeling of understanding because having a gift is, is – there's no point of having it if you're not giving it, you know? Right. Right, I love to give people with you know, taste and understand about themselves. All right, so I guess I'm ready for you to know everything about me. My birthday is February 18th. Okay, well, uh, that's uh, uh, let me see here. That's, I just heard see, your energy seven... shift, literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's the day of. Uh, let me see here. Um, I know it's the week of sensitivity, so uh, very yeah. sensitive. Aquarius Pisces cusp is the week of sensitivity. And then, let's see, Michael Jordan's born the 17th. That's the day of the battler. And then the 18th is, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what it is right now. And uh, I'm just like, I, I know I, I can't okay. think of it right now. Sensitivity enough sens- for me. <laughs> no, no. Let's see. I'm trying to think of what it is. I'm gonna. I'm really uh, gonna be hard on myself now. But uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. That's okay. Usually, I know most of the days, but uh, I'm just. I, I let's see. I know that January 18th is the day of childlike fancy. And uh, let's see. I have the book right here. I think in the car here, so I could probably look it up here in a sec. So. It'll bother me if I really don't tell you. Let's see here. Let's see. He's getting he's getting excited. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. So the twenty second. Let's see. February. This is the book that's been torn to shreds here. I got the other book. I've lived here a lot of books. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, uh, so Goldie is born that day. It's the day of the complete picture. It says that you're magnetic, sensitive, and philosophical. You're, you're very philosophical. Wow. 
and uh, that uh, your meditation is the tiny details are the most difficult to master. So uh, your <laughs> advice is, uh, <laughs> uh, if the, your advice is follow your dreams, but tend to uh, everyday matters as well. Don't forget your friends, or or to cut yourself off of the world. Loneliness and negativity uh, can be can combated uh, often uh, often by being more. Uh, open and accepting so uh, that's the day of the complete picture you know and at 18 is the moon of course you know and uh, says that you know uh, that you're magnetic and uh, all that kind of stuff too makes a lot of sense uh, very very much philosophy and uh, life and why we're here and what we can work on all that stuff and sensitive is very, very true. <laughs> well, with, with the moon, with the moon, is pretty sensitive. And then you're born the week of sensitivity. I know that, uh, let's see, I know Robin Zodiac, she's born uh, the same week, but she's born the day of intimacy, and she's born on the 21st of February. So uh, she's uh, quite, uh, you know, quite sensitive. Interesting. Yeah, she's pretty well, Thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so I was able to come through with that. Surprised I didn't remember, but uh, thanks no, for that's all the okay. good news. Let me, uh, You're if you very want to call my per- if you want to call me on my personal line here that you have, you can call me anytime, either one of you. I got it. I'll write it down right now. Stay in touch. Yeah, it's been really uh, great connecting. Absolutely. Appreciate well, thank you for calling oh. in, and uh, I look forward to uh, connecting with you another time. Oh, I will too. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Well, hey, Joe. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> that was cool. That was awesome. That is cool. I did remember someone had told me um, my birthday falls on the, sen- the sensitive, and I was like, well, I'm not surprised. And um, it's, amazing. <laughs> it's amazing what you will um, pick up on a birth chart or things, because I, I, I don't always go to it, but someone has shown me mine. They're like, oh, yeah, this is what it says. And I'm like, that's a little too much of truth in there. And, <laughs> right. uh, but uh, I figure we do, what, one more reading, and then we'll wrap it up? Sure. Sounds good to me. What was the area code you had? Um, it was 651. All right. You got it. 651, Jordan Spirits have been called, summoned you. What's your name? Where are you I've calling from? Summoned. You have been summoned. Hi. Um, <laughs> my name's Rachel. I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> I'm oh, Minnesota is my girl. <laughs> Minnesota, don't you know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, okay. So now all this makes sense because I'm like, okay, spirits got jokes. Like, y'all, this is about to be funny. Buckle up. Your belly's about to hurt. Okay, so. <laughs> so the first person that came through was like, I'm not Hitler. And I was like, what are you talking about? You're not Hitler. Like, what does this even mean? And he was showing me this old stock photo that you have of him standing in a hallway, like in a doorway. And he was like, 
clowning on you because you either picked up on him or you read him at some point and you were describing how he looked like Hitler because of his mustache? Who is this? Yeah, who is it? Do you know? I I have no idea. I don't know. Who did? Who did? Yeah, I remember that. I definitely, like, was describing him. I'm like, he kind of... He could be my uncle, but you said with the doorway, and that that reminds me of, like, my grandparents' wedding photo. But I don't know. I can't think I of think another doorway a, photo. Um, it could be a relative that you, you know, it's a lineage thing. You're not, you don't really completely know, but he wants you to right. know. He wants you to know that you know yeah. that he knows. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen him because I thought he's he, like, no, I know her. Yeah, like, he's, he dances around. He's got these fancy, like, black and white pointy shoes and, like, a nice suit. Mm-hmm. His hair, like, greased back. And I'm like, what do you <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I see you What's and that's all. What's a stock photo? <laughs> Is that, like, an old black and white photo? Like, a stock photo? He keeps saying it's a stock photo. Oh. Oh, I don't know. Like, like what are the ones you shake? Like, photo frames that you buy? Like, they're just on the shelves. Like, they're already just photos that are generic, like, random people. Oh, maybe. Maybe he's going to have the photo looks like. It looks like just, like, a generic photo. Of you know, you just, I just, this, this jumped in my head. And I think this is a great topic to actually share with everyone is that, and I don't want people to f- freak out or start fearing things that you buy. There's times where you can buy something like a doll or a picture or um, there's a spirit that's actually attached to that. You bring it home, and that mm-hmm. spirit can actually become like one of your what we call a spiritual quadro, or the quadrant, become part of your team because you brought that home with you. So it, it could be, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if this makes any sense to you, but you could you could literally buy a maraca that was from uh, a region of the world that was used, and it's all you know, it's a vintage thing. Right. But that energy has something with it because that person that maybe played the maraca and, and that energy with that person. So that's one of those things that could happen. Um, and then again, for those people that are like, I don't know if I should buy anything now. Like if you feel good <laughs> buying it, that's, that's, that's a good sign. But that's just jumped in my head. Like maybe you acquired something that you brought home and that's, you know, a part of your, your peoples now. Do you, yeah. Does your, could he, does he have a P name? Does your uncle's name start with the letter P? No. Okay, that's not him. Whoever uh, this is has a P. Their name starts with the letter P. He keeps okay. showing me a P like, this is who I am, okay? Okay. <laughs> but he's, the, it's so okay. funny that he keeps doing this, like, um, like the black and white, like, um, I don't know what okay. kind of dance to call it, where they, like, punch their hands towards the ground, and he's, like, kicking his legs side to side. Like, so blocking it? So, so, yeah, so like, he's always dancing. Talking? He's got, like, happy feet. Yeah. <laughs> He is, and he's like, I mean, he's like, I just come in there to shake it up. Like sometimes you're just like, you just get bored. I'm just there to like fuck you yeah. up. Like, excuse my language, but that's totally what he's there for. <laughs> and then, so cool, um, right? Then I felt this grandmother energy with like the um. It looks like she had like shorter, definitely salt pepper hair, way more salt than pepper. She's probably gonna be mad at me for saying that. Um, so like she had freckles on her hands and her arms, and she keeps doing that. Moving on up, and we got a piece of the pie. She's like, 
stop <laughs> thinking that where you are is where you're going to stay. I cannot wait for you to see where you're going. And she keeps showing me this yeah. ritual. And it, it's, um, she said it's like the locking of the arms or something. Girl, it so reminds mm-hmm. me of the show Outlander where when they get married, yes. they put their hands together and they put this, like, um, ribbon or something over their hand. Yes. Not, she said it's not just about a ring. She said there's something about this relationship or, that you have coming in or something that is so much deeper than what the symbology of a ring is. There's, like, um, like a feeling of, like, mm-hmm. belonging here. And there, it's, like, um, a feeling that time can't erase. That's where she's taking me with this. And she's showing me this. I don't know. I'll look it up <laughs> to really be able to tell you what it is. But whatever this, this like, ritual is, um, I almost want to tell you to, like, incorporate it. If, you know, getting married mm-hmm. and doing this. Like, some sort of, like, sash, like, a ribbon to, like, like unify you, like, tie your hands together. I don't know if this is, like, native yeah. or what this is. Um, but I keep seeing well, it playing in my mind over and over and over again. Because you know how some people do, like, the sands? They put the sands together or they, like, light the yes. candles to represent unity. This would be, like, the mm-hmm. representation of unity in this marriage. Because I'm seeing a marriage. Um, is doing mm-hmm. this. I don't, I don't know if you know what this is, Joe, but it looks like a white, like, a, not a, it's not a ribbon. It's, like, a really long cloth. And it's flowing between their hands and, like, tying their arms together, like, both of their arms. Like, you are now one. Your souls have been combined sort of thing. I don't know. It's really deep. And your grandma is showing me it. So, mm-hmm. um, and That's then awesome. there's two names that keep coming through. I don't know if they'll make any sense. Um, Bryant is one. And he kind of looks like a lumberjack. And he keeps saying, I'm a big, sexy man. <laughs> no. <laughs> And he's joking. Do you remember the, I think they were the Burger King commercials where the kid had like the really small hands and he was all sad he couldn't eat the Whoppers. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh my God. And this dude's oh like, God. look at these hands. I can hold all the Whoppers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he's so talking funny. about how he can hold all your problems. So whatever these problems are, oh. if you're having problems with, like, connections around you or feeling like people are pulling away from you um, or if triggers are coming up, he's, like, basically saying in a really funny way that his hands are big enough for this. Like, if these burdens get really, like, hard and heavy, pull his masculine energy in um, because it matches your divine masculine really, really well, and he can help you. Um, like, see through a lot of this. Like, he keeps you kosher. That's what he says. <laughs> like, he keeps, like, um, you know how, like, I say, like, what's the dill pickle? Like, that's you and him. Like, <laughs> he keeps you chill. <laughs> he keeps you very in your own energy and, like, not as reactionary as maybe you would have been two or three years ago to things. Um, very level-headed. Like, he's kind of, like, the calm in the storm for you, and he wants, like, you to pull him forward more. Um, and then there's cool. a girl, and I want to say she's, like, in her 20s, maybe. She's got fire red hair, and I keep hearing Clarissa. I don't know if that's because, like, maybe there was, like, a Clarissa in a show that had red hair when I was younger. But there's some draw to that name. Um, and, you know, she actually hmm. looks like Magda from the, the Disney movie Brave. And okay. she says that she is – it's like a warrior vibe, like – you are a game changer. You are a huge energy. Um, like, you came here to really shake things up, not really, mm. like, 
I don't want to say, like, fit in, but I kind of feel like you don't. Like, you, you get in these groups, you meet yeah. these people, and then all hell breaks loose, and you're, like, thinking you're a bad person because of it, maybe. And she's like, no, honey, <laughs> we came here for this. All these people want to be lost in their BS, and we came here to show them, like, okay, um, well, I'm going to be over here having fun, like, enjoying my life, and you can be over there burning your life to the ground. Um, but she said that you offer right. people this different perspective, and it's time for you to see yourself in this, like, beautiful light that you carry and not seeing yourself as, like, maybe being damaging, like, poking the bear. And I love that she is giving me that imagery because of the movie she showed me with Magda. Um, and even the whole mm-hmm. story with the mom and all of that, that was, just, I don't know, there's something that could be really healing about maybe you watching that movie and seeing yourself as Magda and seeing yourself as the mm-hmm. solution and not the problem. Because in that movie, in Brave, she sees herself as a problem a lot. Like, she thinks she's a problem in her family. She doesn't want to follow all the rules. She wants to, like, change everything and shake everything up. And she winds up actually, like, freeing a lot of trapped spirits and all this chaos that is her life. And um, the thing about portals that's coming up right now, too, like either opening or closing portals or something. Um, But she wants you to know that you totally have this gift. You need to start seeing yourself as a gift. You are a solution, and you are not a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's I love beautiful. that. that so, so however, those, however, those two resonate with you. I would go. I wouldn't go family with them. The first guy felt like family <laughs> to me. The I'm not Hitler guy. He was totally family. Like that was hilarious. <laughs> um, but these other That's two, so they feel like friends. They feel like maybe they like um, you didn't know them in this lifetime. Like I would definitely go more towards guide with them. Joe, this is totally your expertise. I don't know if you can feel them out or pick any vibes up from them. Um, if mm-hmm. I can't pinpoint something specific for them, I usually go guide, but maybe you can help me out here, Joe. Um, this gentleman you keep talking about, I keep seeing him swing a pocket watch around, uh, <laughs> like something with He's time. He's super swanky. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, very fitting for his time. Uh, in our era, it would be, you know, old school clothing, but very fitting. I, I do get like some type of hat. I don't know why, but um, very mysterious though. Mm-hmm. Give me a, give me a minute. What's up mm-hmm. with you? Who are you for her? <clears throat> time management, but also um, not rushing time. Um, Planning and executing. Uh, what else is he talking about? Making sure things go according to plan. He, he's like one. I I feel more like it's a guy that um, is associated to um, helping you with these things and making sure that mm-hmm. if there's anything wrong in your life, he manages the time for you to shift into a. Di- like timeline jumping. He's very much into shifting or bringing you into accordance of your timing. Um, you know, this, this, what spirit guides, what happens is, is um, what I've learned. When we honor our ancestors, there's a lineage of ancestors way before we were born. And mm-hmm. some of those, our, your spirit guides, our spirit guides, are somewhat of our ancestors because we have lived with them in lifetimes. And for some reason, they're the ones who have achieved the enlightenment part to be your guide or our guide. And so this could be very well your ancestor, obviously a spirit guide, but very more importantly focusing on timing 
and making sure that you are on the right of safety and, and a good pathway. The other thing is that Spirit was talking about is that you really need to start paying attention to your shifting of energy. Um, and it's not to be aware more so like a person is causing this. It's not like they're doing it uh, for a specific reason. So, for example, when I read someone and my, my energy shifts, they didn't purposely go, well, screw Joe. I'm going to send him my energy and give this to him so I don't have to deal with it. It's more so you are, regardless, a powerhouse that Jordan was saying. You can be going to the grocery store looking for a box of oatmeal, and you come out, and you're just like, I'm exhausted. It's because you're, you're dealing with energy. It's not so much I'm saying protect mm-hmm. yourself. It's not so much they want you to start learning to be aware of those little things because they want you to learn how to maintain or manage it, whether it's a spiritual bath, cleansing yourself. Um, because us as humans, it shifts our energy, and we start getting in our head. We're like, oh, I'm just tired. Like, we have to pay attention to these things, too. Um, with you right now, you have to really be accepting. And I'm not saying you're not grateful, but anything that you want right now that you don't have, let that thought go. Because right now is a really important time for you to go, I'm happy with life. I'm grateful. Because there's something really good coming your way. You're going you're gonna to meet someone new. Um, usually in these cards, depending on how I pull cards or how they come out is what jumps at me. The three of cups is significant depending on how the layout or what spirit says in it. There's this, this layout that I have in front of me with your cards. The past was the five, uh, five of cups in reverse. This whole thing for me talks about relationship, and I know that we've had moments chatting and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. The whole thing is cups. The whole reading you have is cups. This is about fulfillment of life, happiness, enjoyment, emotion. And so the five mm-hmm. of cups is disappointing because you're the, it's in reverse too, but it's, the cups are knocked down, but there's two behind you, meaning to me there's so much more ahead coming your way. Don't focus on the sadness. The present card is the four cups in, in the upright position saying you might not be completely excited and happy with what you have. You want more, but please do because you have something coming your way that is going to be exciting. Um, the three of cups to me, depending on how it falls, can signify a couple of different things. For you, it does not talk about this one thing. But it could be that there is an interruption of someone else entering the life, like an imbalance. Someone has a relationship, and then someone's interfering with that relationship. Mm-hmm. But for you, there is going to be a union or meeting someone new with other people around. So whether that's your internship coming up, whether that is someone that is connected to that person that you're friends with, you're going to meet someone new. But it's really important that you maintain that I'm happy, I love myself, I'm grateful for today, I'm positive, I'm not thinking about what I don't have, because that's going to bring it in more. The other thing that I'm also getting for you is that, (laughs) forgive me, that's what Spirit's saying. When you're by yourself, you have to continue your spiritual practice and focus on your, your listening to what you're hearing and what you're getting and take the time to meditate. Or You don't have to meditate, just sit there and go, Spirit. What do you got for me today? Because what they're telling me is that when you're around other people that are spiritual, you bring it all out. Is it, and I get it. I've been there. Like, you're like, all right, cool. It's the moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring all. I feel comfortable. But when you're by yourself, that's still a necessary time for you to go, hmm, I wonder what Spirit says. But don't just do the same questions. Like, focus in on other things, too. How's, my, how's this Spirit guy doing? Or do I have another Spirit guy that wants to step forward? Or just letting your mind go so it comes through without you asking anything. 
But what they want me to tell you is that you need to stop waiting for the moments to um, bring it out because there's things that they want you to still focus on with you because what they're saying is, and I'm going to tell you what they're saying and you might not like it. And I'm not saying I wish it's on you. I'm just giving you what they're telling me. If you get into this new relationship and you forget about your spirituality, you best believe they're going to cause some problems with you because they're going to go, oh, wait, you forgot about us? Let's cause, let's cause some little interruption here so that you can come back and start asking us questions. And don't forget that because spirit will do that. If you don't, if you don't continue with them, because that's a growth, that's a journey. You signed up for this. Without you knowing, yep. you signed up. You signed the dotted line on the contract and said, I want this in my lifetime. So make sure that you maintain that balance because if, you, if we get into a relationship with someone and we forget who we are, there's no balance. And you have to maintain time for you, time for spirit, time for work, time for relationship, time for this. Don't lose that balance because you're going to have interruptions in your life if you do that. You're going to feel lost. You're going to feel like you, well, you, we have friends, which is good. But what's mm-hmm. going to happen is they're going to remind you that what does your spirit guide need you to do? Is they're talking to me about you going further with an altar or going further with learning about the guides to figure out what they like to put on the altar, um, learning about why you put those things on the altar or why you have a stick. When do you use the stick? Who do you call upon? Don't just wait for the moments you need something, they're saying. Go for the moments that you were, mm-hmm. you're seeking growth with them. That's a relationship on its own. Having a relationship with, with your guides or with your ancestors because that's a reflection of your reality. When you have a strong relationship with spirit, you're going to have a strong relationship with your friendships and, and relationships and family and coworkers. If you have a good understanding with them, you're going to have a good understanding with the world. If you're patient with them, you're going to have patience with the world. And that's what they're saying too. Be happy now. Maintain this relationship with them now. That will come in even more. Okay? Mm-hmm. The other thing yeah, that no, said too is if, if you're going <laughs> to, this is what they just said. I heard in my ear. If you're going to have wine, if you're going to relax and have a beer, you're going to whatever, give a little bit to them. Because they're like, she doesn't even know I like this too. <laughs> times that are so random. Like sometimes I'll crave like cheese and wine, which is not, it's not something I do all the time. It's like very like, why do I crave? That's also because my spirit guy wants that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll give them some, too. We don't have to give them a whole platter. Just give them a little bit, little of this, little of that, little wine. Some people think for That's some reason I'm... that you're going to get the, the, the spirit drunk. Please. Are you drunk on a shot? Well, some people are. But spirit's not going to get drunk off a shot. Number one, you're going to put, if you're going to put a shot of rum to the ancestors, that's for a bunch of people. And then the other thing, too, is a glass of wine or a glass of something, it's not like you're putting three beers on the table and a glass going, go ahead, party it up. Like, you're just giving one thing. <laughs> and I don't know why people assume, like, giving them things. Like, you're not, you're not giving them something crazy. Like, give them something they like. If they like a cigar, just because we don't like it doesn't mean they don't like it. But there's things that mm-hmm. we know that we shouldn't put on, which is understandable. But understand that they're basically saying start – learning more and opening up to them communicating with you, not just for you asking them a question, learning to let them step forward, trusting your intuition. And um, this is another thing that spirit guide you have that we talked about before is a, is a, um, well, Jordan calls them pop in. That's what that is for you. That pop in 
I have a pop in that shows up and starts dancing when there's something significant about to change in my life that's for the better. And I, I learned that because mm-hmm. I was like, why is this person here? Why is this fear here? That, that spirit will show up when there's something about timing, timeline jumping, um, helping you navigate to certain times in your life that you need to. So if you're confused about where to go next or what to do next or when, how things are supposed to come in or just lost in general, that spirit guide's going to pop up, ancestor spirit guide, similar to me, about you jumping or shifting. And that's also important to understand is that shifting is not just something that just happens because you're like, all right, I'm ready to shift. It happens because let go of a thought. You need to let go and trust the process. You need to raise your vibration. It could be a couple different things or more. So pay attention to when you feel or see that. I also see him tapping his feet together. Um, Like pay attention. Like he's going to clip his feet together, like click, click. Like, I don't know if it's, like, Wizard of Oz thing, but it's, like, click, click, like, pay attention. Um, very shiny mm-hmm. shoes. Very particular about yeah. shiny shoes. Uh, and this is the thing. Yeah. This is something you can also have on your altar that represents him, whether it's a pocket watch, whether it's a statue of a man that looks like him, whether it's a doll. But he, this, is, this is why we need to have the – why do – you got me on this rant now. Damn. Mm-hmm. So we have – we have these altar representations for a reason. When you learn about one of your guides, whether they're pop-ins or not pop-ins, and they're significant to who you are in your life, and you know that they're there, we have them on the table as a physical representation. We bless them. But when you have an issue with something that's significant to that guide, you go to them and you talk to them. Some people worry about their name. You don't need to know their name right away. When you have the intention that I got to go to this guy for this, and you start talking to him, it's significant to you, you thinking about a relative that passed away that you want to talk to without saying their name. You just, it's the thought and the feeling. And so that's why we have them mm-hmm. as representation to, to go right up to them and go, I need help with this because and then we give it to them. You're giving them the issue energetically. And then their job is to help sort it out or give you the clarity and answer. And so this is why your spirit, well, my spirit guides are telling me to tell you this to, Learn how to put a picture, statue, learn to work with them more and why they keep showing themselves not to forget who they are, but most importantly, mm-hmm. giving them the worries because that's their job. When you say, I call upon my spiritual guide so-and-so or this person or my guide, and you give it to them, now it's their obligation to help with that because you're essentially giving it to them. Um, and that's the important part here with anything. Time is irrelevant. Sorry, what was you that? Got this, this guy was. Um, what did I say the last part? I just I just skipped over a minute of my thoughts here. That's about giving them things. Giving them your worries or thoughts or anything that's bothering you, or even if it's not bothering you, you're looking for to learn more about the, talking to them and giving them that because it, we're we're in our head a lot as human beings. We think a lot, so it's an opportunity to go to them physically in the 3D world, but um, very much about time. Timeline jumping, mm-hmm. um, time travel. Um, this is why you're all, okay. This, so you got me hooked up. You came to me for mentorship, <laughs> and you remember what what happened? What we we talked about time stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let everyone listen to this, and I'm not gonna give the full detail because it's it's private. But 
Rachel, I don't care if you give me approval. I'm going to share your glory here. Rachel came to me for a mentorship yeah, session <laughs> on um, finding her spiritual gifts and learning how to work with them. And keep in mind, like, I work with numerous people. I don't know exactly right off the top uh, intuitively, but I work with them on advancing it. And so without Rachel knowing, she was picking up on things about me, my past life, and I didn't tell her right away. And I said, you're doing really good. I want you to keep going. And without her hesitating, she goes, I really feel like this is a past life. And I went, holy shit, she's picking up on everything about this, this, and this. So I told her after, but this is also why you have that guy, the pop-in, but also one of your gifts. That's why you're able to go into people's past lives and help them. Mm-hmm. Time is irrelevant, and that's why he carries a, a pocket watch, because I just see it spinning and spinning and spinning and going back and forth and this and that. So you can jump into people's stuff with him with, it, with their permission, but that's why that's part of your gift. That's why spirit. we have a guide that's associated to a gift, but their guide is also helping them with their life. So this, he's helping you with your life, but also as a gift, helping you with other people's lives. Right. With past life. Wow, that's so cool. And so this is why you can't run yeah. from the gift. You have to be keep, keep using your past life regression tools. Right. It's confusing stuff to do because you don't always know. Um, you kind of can feel like you're making things up, you know, when you don't know exactly what you're seeing and why. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I've been trying to practice that more. I feel like I've been in a really stagnant place just waiting for things to, like, catch up with all the work that I've been doing. And now, I like, I can feel all the moving energy where, like, things are about to get crazy for me. Like, a lot of things are happening, um, and I'm at a point where – like I've I've done so much work and healing on myself that now it's more about me building my spirituality and my relationship with my guides and everybody, mm-hmm. um, like my whole life team that's helping me. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're like that. You're making so much sense. The um and the other thing a reminder to remember to do that. The other thing I just saw too was something about you. Um, timeline jumping can be so seamless that we don't always know, but we feel it. So for me, like right. a lot of times I'll go to the gas station and I get back in the car and like something just feels off or weird or different. So that's something that he does with you. Um, the other thing that I was picking yeah. up too is that um, you pick up on things before they happen, but you feel it. But the goal with that is mm-hmm. if you feel off about going somewhere and it's like two weeks from now or it's tomorrow, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, don't question why you feel off about it. Just do what you need to do to either mm-hmm. not go or call out sick or do, do anything mm-hmm. you need to do. But you feel these things for you know, a reason. Exactly... If you're about to read someone, yeah, good. Um, so, like, this week I've been visiting my brother in Wisconsin, and I, I came here on Monday, and I was planning on leaving on Wednesday, and then I kind of just kept staying, and now I don't even know what day it is. It's Friday, I think. And I <clears> was going to go home today, and I just kept feeling like, you know, it just doesn't feel right. Like, I just didn't feel the urge to, like, pack up and get in my car. So I stayed because I'm staying another night tonight, and I'll see how I feel tomorrow. But I've learned that lesson so many times where, you're like, you have a feeling, and then you don't follow it, and then something happens. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be catastrophic, but I'm finally, like, just trusting. I call it the niggle, the little the little itch inside of you that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's not logical, but it's just a feeling. So just trusting mm-hmm. it. So it's funny that you brought that up that's exactly what i was doing today <laughs> feeling that and 
sticking with it for I have no idea why yet, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just trusting that. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to wrap this up, Rachel. Thank you for calling and listening, by the way. I appreciate you. Yes, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. This was super educational, Absolutely. and you guys are so awesome. I have a question before she yeah. goes, because this is about uh-huh. both of you. Like, yo, my mind is blown right now. When you both were talking, you were talking about how you both have a timeline guide, right? And this yeah. timeline guide uh-huh. dances for both of you. And then I'm like, okay, hold up. There's something important about this. And then I'm like, dancing is movement. So what are you telling them with the movements? And because they keep showing me you need to be, you need, mm-hmm. it's like um, the force of motion. Like you guys need to be actively moving to be able to do these jumps. And then freaking Blue's Clues pops in my head where he's like, we can too. And he jumps through the photo. Oh my God. And then I'm like, okay, this is crazy. So then I started, remember I was telling you the stock photo. What is it about this stock photo? There's something about both of you. Both of you, I want to know. Jumping into photos. And I want to know how it works. Yes, both of you. Oh, my gosh. Joe, you do this too. You look at a photo and boom, you're that person. You're immediately there. It's like you're in their meat suit. It's crazy. It blows my mind. Mm. Rachel can do that too. That's the way you guys timeline jump. And then um, you guys can do it with objects. Both of you, mm-hmm. you can pick yep. something up and be yep. like, oh, man, this feels very ancient to me, or you have a backstory for it. Everyone's looking at you like, what the hell are you talking about? But yeah. you just went somewhere. Like, you totally went somewhere else. Like, you completely mm-hmm. checked out. Oh, my gosh. Like, you guys, I want to know. I want to learn more about this. Like, yeah. I'm intrigued yeah. now because I'm yeah. learning things about myself that don't make sense here. What happens is yeah. um, if you were to show me a picture of someone or even yourself from years ago or even a mm-hmm. person that passed away, yeah. That's a, that, that photo is a snippet of time, of energy. It's a doorway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you look at that photo, let's say, it's, let's say it's a picture of you three years ago, and I look at that, I'm going to be able to pick up on who you were at that time in your life. But when it happens with a spirit that has passed away, um, it's a window to multiple things. It could be a window to who they were in general with their energy, but the, 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 the eyes, and the body have an energy. It's a snippet of that moment. And so it's also a window or doorway to that spirit. It's similar to you saying the, like a spirit's name three times. Some people do that. You're calling mm-hmm. the energy in, but to me, a photo. And when you pick something up that has uh, carried on someone's energy, like jewelry, um, mm-hmm. and someone, and you hold it, you're, you're allowing yourself to access that person and, and bring them forward with holding it. Um, this is why if someone has a relative that has passed on and they have jewelry of theirs and they want to wear it one day, um, uh, just to, just to uh, bring their, their relative or friend with them, um, that does happen and does work. Uh, there's a psychic medium that I noticed did a show a couple months ago and they did it on like haunted things. That's Ooh. another thing that can happen. Energy that's attached to something that's haunted or negative. So, yeah, I mean, for me, when I do it, I just, it's similar to reading. I, I, I have the intention of looking at it or feeling it and allowing it to flow mm-hmm. s- uh, the same. But I think what happens is the guide is stepping forward because I like to know and feel that the, the, the guides rotate depending on what you're doing with their gift. So if you're going to be doing that, that guide's going to come through to lock in and go, okay, we're going to do this. You're doing tarot card readings, switching over to do that with this guide. And it's, they're in the kind of the background working in different ways, like a team. Um, so that's how mm-hmm. I see it. 
Okay, yeah, I have a mission for both of you. I want you guys to start dancing with your guide and tell me what happens. When they pop in like that and they start dancing for you, <laughs> literally start dancing too. I need to know where you go <laughs> when this happens. I'll, I'll try that. I've, I've seen, I'll try I've seen my guide know. dance. My guide dances like the – she's actually a, a Hindu or an Indian, and she has the, the belly dancing jewelry on, and she does this thing with her hands where there, it looks like a, the infinity sign in a way where it's uh-huh. up and down. It's a, mm-hmm. It looks like a figure. Um, and she does this dance and moves. Um, but I'll try that, see what happens. I want to know. I have to know now. Yeah. I'm so intrigued by this. Like, we we need a podcast on time travel, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love time for travel, sure. like sci-fi movies, too. I'm, I'm all yes. up for that stuff. So. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah, awesome. This was like hard to learn about, like outside, like of just experimenting and um, trying things on your own. But yeah, I definitely want to learn more too. <laughs> I think that's a really key thing for spirituality and self-learning is to trust your, be allow your child self to just play with it and like dance. Dancing is a good mm-hmm. one. Being being free to access it and just see where it goes because some people like even buying a crystal like if you feel drawn to buy that crystal that's calling for you for a reason and then you read about it and you're like yeah. oh my god yeah so, like just let it flow that actually happened to me let it flow. i bought a um a huge amethyst crystal and i was just so drawn to it it was so expensive and then the first time that i held it i immediately went to past life and it was like it blew my freaking mind like it was so crazy how it almost kind of like lured me in, but yeah, it's crazy how that Rachel, stuff just shows up and you can take you, you there. You bought that stat. You bought that statue, right? Did you Did you do anything yeah. with the statue? Yeah, I've got it on my altar, and I um I put like orange and yellow stones around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arisha Ocean. Um, yeah, this is another reason yeah, why your crazy. relationship's coming in. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I feel like she, I relate to her a lot. There's a lot of familiarity or, or with um Yes. And it was funny because me and my friend were at, um, you know, a metaphysical store and we saw the Orishas and we were like, oh, we want to learn more about that. And then I was like, oh, I really like this one. I'm like, oh, my God, it kind of looks like me. And she's like, I like this one. I'm like, oh, my God, that kind of looks like you, too. Like, it was so crazy. And then we looked it up later and we were both were like, wow, like, I really identify with, like, these qualities. And it, it just feels like so much. I see so much of myself within that. And mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Like, you need to talk to her more about things. Talk to her more. Like, look at the statue and talk to her. That's why we have the representation. Talk mm-hmm. to her. I'm just, like, She's afraid to, love. like, ask for things without giving. Um, it's well, just such a new territory thing. for me where I don't want to just be, like, talking to her and building a relationship just so that I can get help and guidance. So, so far, mm-hmm. I've just been, like, acknowledging her, like, appreciating her, um, giving things, like, dedicating a space on the altar and certain crystals around her. Um, Mm -hmm. I fill a little cup of water for her, you know, just stuff like that before, um, Mm -hmm. you know, really, really truly working with her and asking Mm -hmm. for anything. You need to, you need to buy a little bronze bell for her and you need to start talking to her even when, when you're happy and grateful, but she's about Mm -hmm. love, relationships, sweetness in life, happiness. 
She deals with um, the reproduction of the female organ, or reproduction in general. Um, mm-hmm. So don't be afraid because you you already primarily number one bought the statue, brought it home. So now you're kind of like too late. No no fear here. But you want to remember <laughs> to give her things in gratitude for the things that you're receiving in life because that statue is energy, and she's being called uh-huh. to you through the statue of the energy. And this is why also we, we buy things without knowing sometimes, but that's helping you bring in the things that you're seeking in life that are bringing you happiness. So, you know, you can always message right. me and say, Joe, like, what, what can I do? Like, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid because that's also why things are going to be growing for you. Right. I'll definitely keep that in mind and ask you for more help. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I'm going to be, like, more nervous. I feel like um, Arisha just feel like a, like, next level <laughs> that I'm, like, hesitantly, mm-hmm. like, trying to play with. <laughs> That's okay. All right, so we got to wrap this up. We've been on here for a while now, but thank you for calling in, yeah. and I'm glad that you were enjoying yes, the convo and participating. For sure. Thank you, guys. Bye. You're welcome. All right, so we had a really great, really great live show. Um, really happy that we had you on, Jordan. We're going to do another one in a couple of weeks here. Uh, for those of you listening, we'll be doing a Twin Flame episode next week, and as we always do, go into different topics, uh, some live readings. I also want to mention, don't forget to check out Jordan's page, which is in the description here, on Facebook called, oh, it's uh, the, the slash here is facebook.com slash day, documentaries, but mm-hmm. you can look up a day to remember. Or was it, a day in the life? A day in the life, my bad. day in the life. Okay. Also, she has a group called Gifted. If you type in Gifted and look under groups, that's her group. And you can also the find owl. me. The owl, yes. There's you can a couple also find Gifted groups. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought there was only one. Mm-mm. There's only one good one. <laughs> You can also find me on Facebook, uh, a Millennial's Third Eye, as the Facebook page, and also the group Third Eye, All Things Spiritually Ascending. And we always look forward to hear from you or getting a reading. If you want to book a private session with us, reach out to our social medias. Don't be, uh, don't be nervous. Don't be scared. We're, we're, we're human beings as well. And, um, and Jordan, anything you want to add to that? No, I had a blast. I completely agree with that. Don't be afraid. Um, we're here to help. That's literally why we chose this path. It's what we're here to do. Um, we're here to shed light on things that maybe you are curious about yourself, your own spirituality, connecting to your loved ones, connecting to your guides, whatever you guys need help with, we're here for it. If you find Absolutely. one of us, you'll find us both. <laughs> yeah. Even if you don't know what you need help with and you just know you, you feel like you need spiritual help, like just message us. Be like, hey, I don't know what to do with this, but what do you recommend? Um, we're here to help. So we'll look forward to the next uh, live show. And again, Jordan, I had fun. I'm very grateful to have you on. And uh, we'll talk to everyone soon. Have a good night. Yeah, thank you. This was a blessing. Good night, everyone. Dear Heavenly uh, Spirit, Spirit, thank you. Uh, thank you for providing us with the direct port nitrous uh, injection. Four core intercoolers and ball bearing turbos and um, titanium valve springs. Thank you. Amen. Amen.